And Rhino, he's not even an issue. I don't sweat Rhino. Are you ready? Yes, it's the Rhino. I just want the paper. I done came down so clean. I'm shining on the haters. Ain't none better than me. Paint wetter than he. 400 And out come Rhino. Rhino. I just want the paper. I done came down so clean. I'm shining on the haters. Ain't none better than me. Paint wetter than he. 400 Welcome back to another edition of the Rhino Wrestling Review, brought to you by our friends at ProWrestling.com. And the band is back together, ladies and gentlemen. I'm joined by the man who trolls me on a daily basis, and he has an impact bias. His name's Jason Calcibetta. What's up, y'all? And I'm also joined by the eternally depressed Will Lewis. I'm so sad. Tell us about it, man. What's going on? I'm so sad because wrestling is so bad, you guys. Uh, please, please, just be quiet and listen, because let me tell you something, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, you don't know what the hell you're talking about, man, because no. I'm pretty sure that you saw SmackDown this past week. Yeah, it was amazing. I'm pretty sure you, oh, you saw read it. Raw this week. It Raw was, wasn't that bad. It was amazing. It was, was better bad. than not bad. It was amazing. Oh, okay. That's good. It's all the perfectly roasted, endless prime rib you could ever want. Yeah, I think I saw. I think I saw an article that said it pulled in the lowest ratings of the year. Yes, it did. <laughs> so that's good. That's good. One point right? five million. Somebody Ooh. on this show said a long time ago that Raw gives us prime rib every week, and that the other two thirds of this show are just uh, too fickle. Fickle. To uh, appreciate it. Yeah, you guys just don't get it. You know, it's okay though. I'm here to educate the masses. Well, help me uh, under, help uh, me understand it. Help me understand what's uh, what you enjoy about it on a weekly basis. Uh, raw or anything, any kind of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you no. Know, there's a lot of stuff. The stories. <laughs> Where's that that hot hot take? take. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff, man. Duh. You got Drew as champion. He's killing it. That's a big one for Raw. That's probably why Raw is so much better than SmackDown. Hold on, Will. You, Will, you don't have to say anything. I got you. Boo! There you go. There you go. Guys, this has been a rough two-minute intro. Yeah. You want to kick my friend in his dick when the ref's back is turned? Ah, yeah, you gotta watch out for that. You know, we had a discussion the other day about why we work so well together, the trilogy of us, mm-hmm. is that Jason likes bad wrestling. Uh, oh, no, wait. Jason hates good wrestling. Mm-hmm. I hate bad wrestling, and Dan just hates wrestling altogether. <laughs> Dan hates all wrestling. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. That is, uh, I'm not going to uh, question that, Your Honor. I, uh, I'm going to say sustained. That is absolutely correct. Is that a lawyer term? Yeah, my dad's a bad lawyer, so I know a lot of uh, lawyer terms. Oh, the old Lionel. He's the Lionel Hunts of St. Louis. <laughs> we go uh, we go somewhere, and somebody will say, uh, 
Is anybody a lawyer? He raises his hand. I say, a good lawyer. His hand lowers slowly. <laughs> like, nope. Uh, so, uh, speaking of uh, bad lawyers, uh, Slammiversary's coming up this weekend. <laughs> good. Uh, bad. Lo- I guess they uh, had uh, Park, Park, and Park on there before. Yeah, those are pretty good. Three pretty good lawyers, mm-hmm. don't you think? Like Dewey, you know, fuck, Dewey, fuck him and how? Attorneys at law. <laughs> uh, Jason, Slammiversary is uh, this Saturday. Yes, sir. Saturday. Uh, one of the, uh, I guess, Impact. Do they do three or four actual pay-per-views a year? Uh, usually, usually four. So they got the two, the two big ones, and then two other ones. So like, Bound for Glory. Slammiversary. Slammiversary, and then whatever's around at the time. Rebellion's usually a yearly one now. So, then, uh, 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 speaking of Rebellion, Rebellion was supposed to take place back in April. That was supposed to be the big New York show, and the main event. And was then still- it was it was too big for one night, Dan. Oh, is that what happened? So, yeah, that's when you know Tony Khan jumped off and just started following the Impact train, and was like, you know what, my shit. It's too big for one night also. That's no. not true. <laughs> so the main event of that Rebellion show was supposed to be Tessa Blanchard, Michael Elgin, and Eddie Edwards. And here we are three months later after that scheduled April show. And two-thirds of that match are now gone from the company. So this Saturday, it really is kind of Impact's most important show that they've had in a long time. Is that fair to say? I would think so, yeah. Hot take. <laughs> I was hoping that uh, you'd ex- you being uh, Mr. Jason Impact, you'd expand on it a little bit more, but well, I guess less is more in some cases. Uh, to me, I think this is a chance for Impact to kind of hit the reset button. And will you be in the kind of you being the bottom rung here of the people that watch Impact? That's is, true. Is there anything about this show coming up on Saturday that's kind of at least got you a little interested or curious about what's going to happen? Do you think that maybe this being a, a big opportunity for Impact to kind of hit the reset button could be something that they may be able to bring something on Saturday that might bring you back into the fold a little bit? Uh, you know, uh, as someone who doesn't watch Impact on a weekly basis, you know, I watched it last night, the go home show before Slammiversary, and man, did it make count. me did it make me not want to watch Slammiversary. <laughs> uh, it was so good. Like so much stuff happened. There was a lot of wrestling. Definitely didn't see two big guys wrestle each other each other, each other outside of T shirts. Was there a turkey uh, leg? No, and that was what's really upsetting about it. There was no turkey legs, no ninjas. Uh, I mean, I guess Will knows what he, what he likes. Yeah, and that—that's what he wants. I want, yeah. Is that what you want? Give it, give it to me. Give me what I want. He wants ninjas. He wants yep. um, swamp matches. Mm-hmm. He he <laughs> wants uh, turkey legs. He wants people using the force. Right. He, that's what he wants. That's what I want. I and, mean, I'm a very simple man. And so. he didn't get it last night. So No. Uh, but it, I guess really the only thing I'm interested in is to see who shows up to disappoint us once again. 
um, at Impact. <laughs> just you know, they built it so much. I think they showed the commercial for like, who's gonna show up on Slammiversary? It's it Sting. Of- it could be Sting. Oh yeah, it could have been Sting. Or, or hear me out. It could be Kurt it Hawkins. Be Kurt. I mean, he wasn't. He was in the new video package. <laughs> so I would think that. If you could get one of those two guys, I think you've really accomplished something. And I think you've really got something that you can uh, move forward with in a big way with the company. Either one of those guys. Either one. I mean, both of them are, you know, one's a Hall of Famer, one's a future, uh, possible, maybe someone who can stand outside of a Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Um, Park people's cars at the Hall of Fame. That'd be pretty good. Like, hey, Kurt Hawkins is here. Like, <laughs> Holy hey, shit, Kurt, man. Kurt Hawkins is parking my uh, Mazda Miata. <laughs> you drive a Mazda Miata? No, I don't, I, right. I don't have that kind of money. Yeah. So uh, the show last night, uh, that being uh, the Impact show, was, was very strange in that there was a lot of uh, downtime in the show, and Jason, you were saying that that's probably because they had to kind of recut things together, having gotten rid of so much of the the, the uh, main players on the roster recently, and Tessa and Elgin and Joey Ryan, and even uh, Dave Chris was somebody who was let go too uh, because of the speaking out uh, casualties of the speaking out campaign. So that just kind of just. We kind of got a little bit of a cut-and-paste show last night, didn't we? Kind of hard to follow. Yeah, and you really couldn't tell till I would say, the back half of the last hour. I think they just ran out of things. Uh, one of the one of the promo packages where they go through each wrestler in the main event, they do about three minutes on each wrestler. So you get a three-minute story on Eddie Edwards and a three-minute story on Trey and a three-minute story on Ace Austin. And it was, I mean, it was a well-done package, but I was like, wow, this is very long. Like, you know, and then it just wasn't something that you would see on your weekly TV, you know. And then you could tell, too, like the the Rhino Hernandez backyard thing looked like it was filmed yesterday. You know, it just looks like they was thrown together. It's like, hey, we need some time. But, you know, I liked how they ended. I don't know if you saw the ending where they all went, you know, you got Ace and Trey in a gym. You know, at least they made, you know, the people who are there were the focus going into the end, the main event. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was, at least a, what with what they have to work with, I thought that was a solid way to produce it at the end. Well, for Saturday's event, we've been getting lots of weekly teases of possible big returns, former champions, uh, teases of recently released WWE talent, some of them of, of which we've alluded to uh, over the last several minutes. So, I, to me, man, Saturday is a really pivotal moment for the company. I think they are getting... They're doing a good job of drawing attention on themselves, but the problem is they've done that in the past and drawn attention on themselves where Dixie would come out and say, like, this is going to be... You know, a, a game-changing thing is going to happen at the event and it end up being Tommy Dreamer showing up in the company. Now, what if... What if I brought back a title from ECW that maybe Taz had? Would that I'm, be earth-changing? Is I'm, it orange? I'm listening. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm all in. 
that was another, that was Tony Khan saying this is gonna sh- you know rattle the cage of of the world of professional wrestling. Rattle Brian Cage. Oh, Who can is- stop the path of Cage? And I just knew as soon as he said that that it was gonna it was gonna be disappointing. I knew it because Tony Khan. <laughs> the more I listen to him, the less I like him. I told you about that podcast he was on. He was on Eric Bischoff's podcast this week. And Tony Khan, he talks for 10 minutes at a time. And every fourth word is um. And I'm like, bro, you're a fucking billionaire. Like, take some, some speech classes or something. Like, we can do that here on this little rinky-dink show because nobody gives a shit. But you're just, he just comes off as, I don't know, man, he just comes off as, and I hate to use the word Mark, but he comes off like a fucking mock, bro. Oh, hi, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) So I will uh, not have you disparaging the good name of Tony Khan. The good goddamn name of Tony Khan. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you, damn it. Yeah, we know. Will's got the AEW bias, and Dan well, just hates everything. That's true. <laughs> I, well, I came around on Johnny Swinger, so there's a chance I could come around on that's Tony true. Khan, too. Swingman, Daddy. So uh, we're going to talk about the card, who's going to be getting the big envelopes at the end of the night. Uh, <laughs> that being the, uh, the 1990s Johnny Swinger payday. Who's going to be uh, putting that fat sack of cash in their fanny packs and going home with the winner's purses on Saturday. So let's look at the card, boys. We've got the Impact Knockouts Championship. Uh, somebody that we really enjoy, Jordan Grace, defending her title against the recently debuted Diana Perrazzo. Uh, she And what's her nickname? She's like the... Uh, the, the yeah, the Virtuoso. The Virtuoso. I was like, the Maestro? No, that's from Seinfeld. <laughs> So the whole thing with Diana, uh, Diana Perrazzo lately is that she's been saying that she only fights for the payday. She only fights for the envelope, Jason. She's not going to come out there and brawl for free. So she's, she's kind of, Jason of Impact. So she's kind of been tormenting Jordan Grace over the last several weeks, and it looks like everything's going to come to a head on Saturday. Who do you have walking out with the Impact Knockouts Championship? Uh, if they can get a... So apparently Deanna's working on a per-appearance deal. She's not actually locked up. Interesting. That's that's odd for but, Impact, because uh, usually they're really uh, solid with their contracts. I hate you, Dan. I hate you. Usually no, what no. they do, they don't bring in people for big angles and not have them signed. They usually don't do that. That's something. <laughs> Quit staring at me like that. <laughs> Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? do it all the time they've done it so many times over the years oh we can get this guy for a per appearance thing oh we can't get him signed but oh no it'll be fine we'll bring him in for a huge angle and then the angle never even gets blown off because the person decided not to come back for another appearance because they weren't locked up impact does that all the time and i didn't know that thing about uh perrazzo here but now i'm uh, a little concerned well she's the one that says she says on her own that she's still a free agent and can do what she wants, you know what I mean? I well, think if they can get her locked into something, I could see her take walking out with the title. I think uh, Jordan Grace's title run has been flat simply because of the COVID situation. I think she got shorted very much so, and I think it would do good to switch the title and maybe have her chase a second time. 
Interesting. <laughs> the thing with uh, Perazzo, I could totally see Impact putting the title on her, even if they don't have her signed, because they do shit like that. How many of these you you going to deal with? I mean, we're in the first match of the card. I mean... <laughs> Will, what do you think about this ladies' matchup? Anything that intrigues you here? Uh, Will, wake up! I was talking about what I'm here. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go... Uh, I mean, I'll go with Jordan Grace, uh, just because we all love Jordan Grace here on the Rhino Wrestling Review. Uh, Brought besides to you by that, I mean, I ProWrestling.com. Yeah, I... Uh, Perazzo, she was released from NXT, wasn't she? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and they made her look more relevant in one appearance on Impact than they ever did on NXT. Well, it's easy to make someone look relevant when you really don't have anything that's relevant. Uh, It's further from the truth. They have the best (laughs) women's division in wrestling. Not, Not anymore? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's for a different show. Wait, you're but. saying Impact has a better women's division than, say, NXT? Oof. No, you have to think about that. I think it's right there. Yeah. Oh. That's a hill I'll go on. Jesus. You know how I feel about hills. Man. You die on the weirdest of hills. You're like, well, fuck it. <laughs> he, he like, this little Caesars is great. <laughs> he, he throws out a blanket. He has a picnic. He's like, I'm going to die on this hill. I might as well have a picnic. Huh? We're going to be here for a while. I, I would say just in just in like the main Raw and SmackDown rosters, you have probably four or five of the better women's talent in, in all of professional wrestling than you do in all of Impact Wrestling. Yeah, because you're a mark, bro. You don't get it. No, I hate <laughs> WWE. <laughs> and I hate everything. And yeah, I'm go. going. I'm going to go with Jordan Grace just because I think. Now I think it's kind of odd for them to bring in Perazzo and immediately put the title on her. I think that she's kind of started to make a, a name for herself in Impact, which is good. But I think it's a little too early to put the title on her. So I'll go with Jordan Grace. Will's going with Jordan Grace. That means Deanna Perazzo will be your new. <laughs> Impact Knockouts Women's Champion comes. So congratulations, uh, Miss Perazzo. Uh, early congratulations. Uh, TNA, uh, the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. That's right, the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Moose, one of the best, the best looking belt in wrestling, guys. Moose defending. Uh, uh, one of, one of the best. Moose uh, defending a title that he found. Uh, Against Tommy Dreamer on a pay-per-view. Oof. <laughs> now, you guys... That's not what I want! Go ahead, Jason. It's all you. Hey. I, like I said, I don't think we see Tommy Dreamer in this match. But if we do, <laughs> I, believe <it's> a, <laughs> I believe it's a 10-minute squash. And they're they're going to go ten minutes? Why? Because, you know, Dreamer's got a couple moves he's ready for. That's, you know, that's you gotta, three times as long as this needs to go. you got to get your shit in, man. Hmm. Dreamer wrestled last night and looked great. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> I couldn't even say that with a straight face. That's not true. Yeah. It was an actual wrestling match, Dan. They didn't use any weapons last night or anything. Just like you like. That's yeah, not true. <laughs> like I, ne- I never uh, wanted them to bring out uh, the toys as much as uh, when uh, I see Tommy Dreamer actually, you know, try to do technical wrestling. So <laughs> that's your favorite, though. 
So what do you think is going to happen if you don't? If you're thinking there's a, because you've, you've said that for a while that you think there's a strong possibility that, that this match doesn't actually happen. Do you think this is where we might get one of those surprises? Yeah, yeah. I think I think probably later, somewhere in the night, Tommy Dreamer's beat up, and you know they do the backstage thing where he's laying out or something like that, you know. And then you Moose comes out and talks shit, and then you know, then you get a, then you get somebody new. Well, this this match was made by the TNA Championship Committee, so I think they would be pretty upset if this match uh, did not go off uh, as planned. See, that's not a real thing, though, Dan. Neither's your title! (laughs) The title's great looking, though. Uh, Will, who you got? (laughs) Uh, Does this even matter? No, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. I'm going to go with uh, the side option C. Uh, will be some random person who comes in and knocks out Tommy Dreamer. Because that'll be more interesting than an actual Tommy Dreamer versus Moose match. Who's it going to be? Heath Slater? Sure, sure. We'll go with Heath Mojo Slater. Mojo Raleigh? Or it'll probably be Mojo EC3. Raleigh! Yeah, it'll be EC3. That's what I think, too. They did tease that a few weeks ago when Moose had was victorious and then the classic EC3 impact theme was played in the empty arena so that would be great that would be ec3 i'm begging you save us from this nonsense that we've got going on between moose and tommy dreamer because i have no interest in seeing this so i will also go with option c because i don't anything else i'm gonna want to blow my brains out (laughs) what if they go like so I don't know if you looked at the card, but there's only about five matches on the card. They could give Moose and Tommy Dreamer about 30 minutes. Oh, God. It just, uh... No! God, please, no! 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 Jason's Wet Dream is up next. The Impact Tag Team Championship. The North defending their titles against Sammy Callahan and Ken Shamrock. <laughs> Good shit, ain't it, Dan? Holy... Cal. This is this has got Cal Sabetta written all over it. He briefly he they, it's like Jason was a Make a Wish kid and they let him book one match at the <laughs> at the pay per view. <laughs> He's like, I want the North. I want Sammy Callahan. I want Ken Shamrock. I want it for the tag belts. And they're like, All right, kid, we'll see if we can make it happen. All right, little guy. Little do they know that you're in your mid-30s, and nothing's really wrong with you other than you you, you like uh, shitty wrestling. Shitty wrestling and shitty beer. Yeah, that's true. Stand your hand. <laughs> so the North, in all seriousness, the North has been one of the, the top tag teams in all of, of pro wrestling over the last year or two. They've I think they're the longest-reigning Impact Tag Champs at this point. Yeah, champs over a year now. Your boys, the Triple XL, haven't got their shot, though. Ah, I'm okay with that. Uh, Ethan Page, though, has, I mean, has used the the time of downtime with the coronavirus here to, like, all of a sudden become a body guy. And he's, <laughs> and him and Josh Alexander are doing really good stuff as a tag team. And then on the other side, you've got the two former enemies, Sammy Callahan and Ken Shamrock, kind of... Uh, not really friends, but uh, just kind of on the same side of this battle. Is that uh, there a better way to describe the the teaming of uh, Sammy Callahan and Ken Shamrock here? 
know, just Ten- a tenuous mutual, at best. Yeah, a mutual respect thing. Gotcha. Is about all. Is about all we got here. This is pretty random. Well, this, sure. I mean, this match has an opportunity to be interesting. Yeah. I, you know, Ken Shamrock in in small doses, I think it can still be effective in in a pro wrestling ring. I think sometimes, since he's come back to Impact, they've kind of overexposed him a little bit too much, and kind of maybe had him doing some longer matches and had him doing some things that weren't really his forte at this point in his career, but. You know, the, the North, like I said, is one of the best tag teams on the planet. I don't really... I mean, I guess it, it would be interesting to see a, a Sammy Callahan, Ken Shamrock tag team title run just because of the history they've had and the fact that they're kind of just working together, like you said, out of mutual respect, but they... Sammy would still wouldn't even shake Ken's hand on Impact this past week. So that could be interesting, but I really don't want to see the North lose the titles here, so I'm going to go with them to retain. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I think the North retains. I don't think they lose to the a mismatched team like that, personally. I think it's just something to get them on the card, and there may be a couple of good brothers that appear sometime in this Like the Hardys? Uh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Bring them in. Yeah. Can yeah, we get the Hardys in there? What about the Rockers? What's Marty Jannetty doing these days? Uh, lots ah. of blow, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Will, who you got in this tag match? Uh, you know, I'm just going to go with the North because obviously Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan are just too combustible of mm, a tag team yes. to get along for yes. that long of a period of time. Mm. Uh, you know, they just never have. And honestly, they just never will. Mm, mm. And you know, that's why people come to the Rhino Wrestling Review brought to you by our friends at ProWrestling.com. Hot take. They come for the hot takes. You know, they that was as hot of a take I, uh, on Impact as I could give. They, you know, they, will, will was listening last night when you know Sammy gave a story about the scorpion and the frog. <laughs> we realized that you know Sting was coming. But we were excited. And Eddie Guerrero's coming back because the frog oh, splash. We don't want zombies. He said like Sting and Scorpion like a hundred times, and I was just like, I mean, if I'm obvi- I'm a hundred percent confirmed now. Sting is coming back. He's the he's the one. How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. Brian Alvarez confirms it. Hey, everybody. Uh, usually he hey, runs it at the beginning of the show. Plants have changed. He was dicking yeah. around on his phone, so he didn't show up till now. Uh, the Impact X Division Championship, Willie Mack. Defending against Chris Bay, Will. Who? Who? Chris Bay, Will. Who? Who? Uh, congratulations to Chris Bay, by the way. He just got announced that he's going to be the first post-release downloadable content for the re- upcoming Retromania Wrestling video game. There you go. There you go. Good for him. Good stuff. So uh, Chris Bay has kind of, uh, he's, he's been interesting uh, since he's come to Impact. He has kind of formed a partnership with my newfound uh, boy, Johnny Swinger. I was very down on the swing, man, for a long time, and Jason uh, finally had hey. me come around. Jason uh, showed you the light, Daddy. Because, Daddy, I love me some 90s wrestling. And Johnny Swinger, as I uh, showed you guys off air uh, a couple days ago, I was watching the Nitro, I think, from 
98, where Goldberg yeah. beat Hogan at the Georgia Dome. And Johnny Swinger was wrestling Chavo Guerrero. <laughs> That's amazing. This was 22 years ago. <laughs> He's in better shape today than he was then. Johnny Swinger was wrestling Chavo Guerrero. Chavo Guerrero was wearing a hard hat to cover up his bald spot. That was the literal storyline. <laughs> But Chavo Guerrero, and he didn't want to take his hard hat off, but the referee made him, and then he hid his ball spot, and that's when Johnny Swinger took advantage. He hit him with the backbreaker. Johnny Swinger doing better work now than he did 22 years ago. Who would have thought? But there there seems to be, uh, they kind of hinted at a little tension between Chris Bay and Johnny Swinger. I'm thinking we might be getting a Swinger face turn, Jason. I'm all for it, Daddy. Because Swinger overheard Chris Bay talking to somebody about how Chris Bay was just using Swinger. And then... Old. Yes, and Swinger's no longer barred from ringside, but he didn't bother to tell Chris Bay that. So I think we could see uh, Swinger maybe come down and uh, turn on Chris Bay and uh, go babyface. Because he's a character... Like I said, he's a character that I couldn't stand it. And now I really look forward to his segments on Impact. So that that speaks babyface to me. And I think that he is somebody that could work in that role, either as a babyface or a heel, because of the unique presentation that he has. So I think Willie Mack uh, retains the X-Division title because Swinger is going to cross Chris Bay his opportunity. Yeah, I, th- I think Willie Mack retains also. But I think this match has a chance to steal the card, like in a pure wrestling standpoint. I think yeah. it could it could be the best actual wrestling match of the night. I think that's a that's a strong possibility. And before I forget, I do have to mention that I the fact that Johnny Swinger's been coming out as suicide lately. Swinger side, Swinger side is cracking my shit up. I'm loving it. <laughs> Uh, Will, what do you think about Willie Mack against Chris Bay? I like Woo! Willie Mack. I like Willie Mack. Willie Mack's a good, uh, he's good stuff. I'm going to go ahead and go with Willie Mack because the Mack attack is where it's at, Jack. Hot take. There you go. Will's having a big show. He's, he's keeping the rest of us afloat. <laughs> uh, two matches left. Number one contenders, knockouts, gauntlet match. Okay. The mouthful. It is. Uh, it's going to take me a while to go through all these names, but okay. Roseberry's in it. Nevaeh's in it. Hold on. Oh! Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Sue Young is in it. Kiara Hogan's in it. Taya Valkyrie's in it. Tasha Steeles is in it. I'm going to go ahead and hit this for you, Will. Oh! Thank uh, you. Alicia Edwards is in it. Kylie Ray is in it. Alicia Edwards apparently has found her way out of the hotel that she was lost in a couple years ago. Kylie Ray is in it. Kimberly is in it. Here you go, Will. Appreciate it. Madison Rain is in it. And Havoc is in it. Not Jimmy Havoc. Havoc. Yeah, Jimmy Havoc could be in this. There'd be a little bit too much molesting going on here. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Hold on a second. No, don't like that. <laughs> no, now, now did he get in it, trouble for uh, molesting, or was he more of a like a psychological uh, uh, 
Yeah, I'm pretty person. sure he was just a crazy psychological guy. He's probably going to yeah. kill himself and stuff every time something went wrong. Well, yes, yeah, I, I thought that's what, what what the accusations were, is that he was, that's, like, telling his girlfriend that, like, if you don't, you know, come back to me, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to kill myself right in front of you. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck, bro? Well, that was so, that one guy, Sorry, Will, that one guy yeah, had a story about how he saw him in the bar later, and he said, good match, bud. Jimmy yeah. Havoc punched him in the face. Yeah. And it's like, good lord. What the fuck, man? I'll That's tell- so weird to me that uh, a guy who likes to staple things to himself during matches and like break light bulbs in his <laughs> mouth and stuff like that it has mental problems. Yeah, who would know? Yeah, who, who would have thought? Just looking at him. Same thing with Joey Ryan. Who would have thought that he would be uh, inappropriate with women? Yeah, yeah, I know. I was just asking everybody to grab his junk. You know, so, I mean, that- stick pops up your ass. Yeah, I mean that's. I don't know what red flags are in a relationship, but. I'm thinking those might be some. I would have never thought that that's a red flag. <laughs> More like a brown flag. Hey. Going up your butt. Uh, so I'm guessing, is this a gauntlet match? Is like where two women start off and then another one comes out after somebody scores the pinfall. This is going to take a long a long time. They got nothing but time, Dan. I don't, I, like I said, there's five matches on the card. There should be plenty of free time here. I think we'll get Rhino... In a partner versus in Hernandez, and a partner added, but you know we'll see. I'll see. Boo! But Rhino's partner has kids, man. Boo! Thank you. You guys are dicks. Why am I even doing? I should be doing this show alone. Will and I. Well, go ahead. (laughs) Well, we'll just sit back. Go ahead. Yep. No, you guys can do that. a lot of dead air he's like uh so um i think it's gonna be pretty good um <laughs> i think they're gonna give us a good show no respect uh, i come to the rhino wrestler review for the rousing jason commentary i do too i come to just pick on jason <laughs> we know yep everybody knows that so, who stands out for you in this uh, crop of ladies as uh, potential number one contenders? Uh, it's kind of been kind of weird, for, and I want to get your opinion too, Jason. It's been kind of weird for me to see Rosemary and Taya together as heels lately. I think Rosemary just doesn't, despite you know the, the, the gothic look and things like that, she just always kind of struck me as a baby face and now yeah, she's, she's a fan favorite so. yeah and she's hooked up with taya and they've and it's been kind of weird because tasha Steeles and havoc kind of strike me as heels and they've kind of been working baby face lately uh tasha Steeles and uh kiera hogan oh yeah tasha Steeles and kiera hogan yeah sorry i was like what did i miss <laughs> what happened here who's <laughs> havoc been havoc's been teaming up with somebody lately. That's Nieva uh, or ne- Never. Nevada. Jimmy Havoc? No. No, Jimmy yeah. Havoc's in rehab right now. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> but, yeah, uh... Yeah. sorry. Yeah, Nevada. I'm sorry. No, that's, a. Uh, Rosemary and Ty are hanging out because Rosemary and Johnny Bravo have a little love triangle going on. <sighs> <laughs> you must... You must have missed that episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not what I want. I don't. I just. I saw a pre preview photos for uh, Impact last night, 
And I saw a, t- a picture of Taya, and then behind her, like, really small, was Johnny Bravo, and he's wearing some fucking earmuffs. And I'm like, dude, what? Did he have Mr. Mundo? I don't was know. stuffed dog? I don't know. Okay, that's good, though. I'm like, come on, man. Is that is that really what we're doing here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, what else, what else you need? I don't know. I don't. I just don't like wrestling, so. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. Oh, we know that. Uh, to me, uh, I mean, to me, Kylie Ray is somebody who stands out here. What about you, Jason? Who uh, stands up and is crop of ladies who could come out as the number one contender? I think Kylie Ray as well. I also think Kira Hogan's ready for an expanded role in the company, and I think you know she's partnered with Tasha Steeles. So that's, I mean, she's got some help there, and she can take the next step. I also wouldn't mind seeing Rosemary back on top. It's been a while since she, you know, she tore her ACL. You know, it looks like she's finally back in, you know, her original shape, in-ring shape and that. So, And, of course, you can never count Taya out because, you know, she's Taya. But I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few surprises in this either, especially if they go, like, Royal Rumble style. Mm-hmm. You know. I uh, will... Uh... Tell me why Alicia Edwards is going to walk out as the number one contender. I don't like Ooh. that. Assuming yep. she, she doesn't get lost in the hotel before the event. We know that she has a little bit of a history with that. She probably uh, will. So this might be a, a, weird, a weird opinion to have, but I think that of all the places that she could go... That impact has probably been the best place for Kylie Ray. You guys agree or disagree with that? Yeah, because apparently someone in AEW made her uncomfortable, like mm. a douchebag. Yeah. Fucking Tony Khan there. Whatever. I want to figure out who the hell did that. That's not cool. So whatever came came of that? Did we ever get the the reason behind uh, Kylie's no, I, short run? I mean, I never AEW. No, uh, I, no, honestly, I think she said, well, because remember when she first stepped away, sorry, as the AEW bias here on the Rhino Wrestling Review, uh, I believe that when she stepped away from the company, she said she just wanted to stop wrestling altogether. Mm-hmm. And I think she attributed a lot of it to people bullying her on Twitter, because we all know that wrestling fans are the best, especially when they're behind a keyboard. The but, Oh, yeah. Sorry, I meant the worst. Okay. The worst. Yeah, I thought, you know, there was that uh, people, you know, comparing her to Bailey and saying that she was like a Bailey ripoff. And, you know, I think a, I think there was, I think Cody came back and said something like that kind of, they didn't really defend Kylie, but kind of more shot down Bailey. And then that caused more people to come after <laughs> Kylie. And then I kind of just think she got disenchanted with the wrestling business but she seems to be having fun and impact she's doing really good things she's i really enjoy watching her wrestle whenever she works i genuinely get excited whenever i see that she's going to be on the card and i love the i love the interactions that she has with with everybody backstage too the fact that she just wants to be friends with everybody and so bubbly and everybody's you know kind of uh standoffish uh based on her advances so I would love to see Kylie 
come out with the number one contender, uh, with the number one contendership here in this match. And I think that, you know, a program with Kylie and Jordan Grace or a, pro- or a program with Kylie and Deanna Perrazzo would both be interesting to me. So that's my pick. I'm going with Smiling Kylie. I like it. I don't think you're... I don't know. I do not... Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was awful. Maybe I should drink a beer. Good Lord. No, I... Uh, I don't think you're too far off. I think she'll be in the final three, or however they do this. I don't know. They didn't really tell us a whole lot, but I, I you know, I think she'll be around a while. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Rosemary, I think, personally. What do you think, Will? Uh, guys, you know, I would love to see Kylie Ray um, take this one, but I feel like Impact is going to do the easy thing, uh, which is going to be uh, Ty Valkyrie is going to fly high as most Valkyries do. <gasps> oh, Hot take. You're doing so good today, and I'm really proud of you. Small thing, but don't sleep on uh, Susie. Turning, she's been slowly turning back into Ooh. Susie Sue Young. Who? I know who you're talking about, Jason. I know. I know who Sue Young is. <laughs> yeah. But well, she's, she's that she's that one female wrestler that uh, that other guy like kidnapped. allegedly allegedly <laughs> allegedly she Is dropped the charges. Is your wife? Yes. <laughs> yes, just, it be- is. just because you marry them does not make them property that you own. <laughs> Main event: Impact World Championship for the vacant title. It was stripped. From uh, Tessa Blanchard when she decided she didn't want to send in some videos on her iPhone because she couldn't agree on rates. That uh, she couldn't agree on the envelope, the thickness of the envelope, Jason. That she was going to yeah, get well, for those videos. She's an ungrateful piece of shit. Whoa, whoa! Soon to be debuting oh. in uh, in uh, at, an, at an NXT near you, sir. So watch out. <laughs> yeah, I would be surprised. Uh, Impact World Championship, Ace Austin, the uh, man who's been doing Tommy Dreamer cosplay for the last couple years, Eddie Edwards, Trey Miguel, and TBD, who is a, uh, I believe uh, TBD is a luchador from uh, AAA that they're bringing up to uh, fill in that fourth spot. What's your favorite TBD match, Will? Um... See my favorite TBD match. Come back to me on this one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Will and I are working a little uh, little skit here, and Jason's having none of it. Uh, first question. First question, question Jason, because I think you already have an answer for this. Who's going to be the fourth man in this match? Do I have an answer for this? I believe uh, you gave me an answer yesterday, and I wasn't very happy with it. No, I just said. That the former world champion Chris Saban makes a lot of sense here. Who? <laughs> I know who Chris Saban is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I take it back. What? Boo! I would much rather see Chris Saban back with Alex Shelley if he's coming oh, back God, and just yes. reform the Machine Guns, yes. and then you got yeah. the North, the Good Brothers, and the Machine Guns in the same division. What else do you need? Dude, the Motor City Machine Guns are an an all time tag team for me, honestly. And I would if love, not, I would love if to not see Eric, it. 
obviously, Eric Young's an easy one to slide in here because he's a former world champion. Uh, Will, you were uh, watching Impact yesterday, and you were actually kind of on the Ace Austin bandwagon a little bit. I am. What do you like about Ace other than the fact that he tries to bang everybody's mom? Uh, I love that part of it. Yep, me um, too. You know, he, he carries a card around him with all, all the time. Uh, he has this, like, cool little cane thingy that, like, pops out of nowhere. That's pretty neat. Uh, he's got purple hair. Uh, I Honestly, I can't really pinpoint what I exactly I like about him. I just think he's good in the ring. We've seen him on a little indie show mm-hmm. here in uh, St. – well, not in St. Louis, but St. Louis, the in the St. Louis, a- St. Louis area, we like to yeah, call it. But yeah, he's met a Glory Pro show. Yeah, he's done a lot of work with with Glory Pro, and you know, even the uh, what's uh, Jason? Do you remember what the uh, Glory Pro like developmental show was that we went to too? What that one was called? They have, they have like Glory Pro, and then they have like uh, the it's like the for the up and comers, and we saw Ace Austin on that show. And then isn't it that Illinois? Isn't it the Alton one, or is like? It was the Start one the like at, it was the one at the bar, the little literal bar that we went to, <laughs> oh. <laughs> where people kept uh, kick you know kicking out the ceiling tiles and was it Juggalo Pro Wrestling. It was not. It was not JPW. <laughs> uh, it was affiliated with Glory Pro, but it was like their their uh, developmental. And we saw Ace Austin there, and now look where he's at now, challenging for the world title. And honestly, he's got a really good chance of walking out with the title on Friday, unless the unless the surprise is somebody big. Like I don't, I don't consider I consider Eric Young a solid get for Impact. I consider him a positive addition to the roster. I don't consider him somebody that you you come in and you put the title on him on a big on a big pay per view. Same thing with, you know, somebody like Zack Ryder or somebody like Kurt Hawkins or somebody like Heath Slater. You know, what about uh, Mike Kanellis? Mike Kanellis, if Mike Kanellis comes back with Maria, then I'm I'm a little bit more intrigued by that. But even that, I think without just bringing them in cold and not giving them weeks and weeks and weeks to kind of build up their characters like they did the first time they came into Impact or to kind of rebuild those characters that they had on Ring of Honor. I don't think you come in and put the title on him immediately. Again, another positive addition to the company and some a couple that I think could do great work there. But I don't see them as somebody that you bring in and put the title on immediately. If it's not like an EC3, then I don't think that the, the surprise person that comes in is going to win that match. Like, I don't think Chris Saban's going to come in and he's going to be the guy that you have the title on as we turn this page in the company uh, to a new chapter. So if I had to pick of the, the three that are there, I'm going to go Ace Austin, just because I think they're putting a lot behind him now. There's something about his promo delivery that I'm not on board with, but I, I think... think it's his voice. It's very, like, whiny, like, yeah. kind of nasally. It's hard yeah. to pinpoint. But yeah, he's like, it is. It Let really me is. tell you what, Trey. <laughs> like, that, that's the only thing, you know. It really is hard to, hard to pinpoint, and maybe it's something that he can kind of improve that cadence or kind of improve that delivery because he's still so young. I mean, he's still like in his like early twenties, isn't he? Yeah, he's twenty three. That's insane. Yeah. 
So I think if you're going to put it, if you're going to turn a new chapter, if you're going to turn that page, and you're going to kind of hit the reset button, why not put it on somebody who's one of your up and comers like Ace Austin? So that's what I'm going to go with. Well, like I, like you said, I think uh, like Eric Young, Chris Saban, any of those guys are good additions to your roster. And I, I wouldn't even be upset if that's what's in the match, especially if you get what you want earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, but just for the style that's in there, like you can't, I don't even know if EC3 would fit in that particular style of match. You know, he would, I, I guess you make it work, but you got three guys that could pretty much wrestle their ass off in a, any kind of match. And then all of a sudden you jump like an EC3 or, you know, Bully Ray in there in the middle. And Stop it. Get some help. It's just not going to work, man. I I agree. Bully Ray is not going to work. He's coming out Saturday. I hope you're ready. I'm not ready. That's not what I want. I don't want it. Why do I always, why do I always have to get that? Why is that like the only big thing I ever get? What, Bully Ray? Yeah, I went to like that Madison Square Garden show. I didn't get Kenny Omega. I got Bully Ray. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. He's like a 23-time tag champion. It's pretty good. Uh, I, I don't want it. <laughs> so you're really not going to like what I'm about to say. All right. I give think it, Eddie give Edwards... It, give it to me, Daddy. Uh-huh. Eddie Edwards, huh? Yeah, I think so. It, it brings some stability... To, needed to the title. He's still a baby face. He's well liked. And you can let Ace still chase as the heel. Oh, I like that rhyme you did there. <laughs> See, you like that, Will? I did yeah, that. That was good. Uh, Eddie Edwards uh, still isn't exercising, right? He's still wrestling in the t shirt. He's definitely exercising. I think you, should, you need to respect Eddie Edwards. I think on a poll, you would be surprised how highly thought of he is by the fans. Like like we hung the title on a pole? Ooh, I'd like watch that. That'd be good. Like Vince <laughs> Russo, bro? Yeah. That'd be great, right? I don't really know if I trust a lot of Impact fans' opinions after reading a lot of the chat in the Twitch chat last night. <laughs> talking I, about just wrestling in general, wrestling fans. Uh, oh, oh. Eddie Edwards is highly underrated, and Dan Rhino needs to wake up and see it. Eddie Edwards in 2020 is highly underrated? Yeah. Why, just because he's not part of the Wolves, Dan, and wears a hat and a he T-shirt? He doesn't wrestle anymore. It's a, it's a backwards hat, too. That's pretty great. He doesn't wrestle anymore. He just he's, he brawls, and that's not his forte. He's not a brawler. Still has good matches, Dan. Him and Elgin had some killer ones. Were, were, they, were they matches, or were they with uh, weapons? No, they were matches. So they had just, they had several good regular matches. Yeah, of course. I'm gonna look up after this show, and then I'm gonna expect an on-air apology when you're wrong. Now I'll even send you the links. So I'll take care. So of you. just so everybody that's listening, <laughs> Jason is going to send me proof that Eddie Edwards and Michael Elgin had several good. <laughs> Wrestling, Matt. Don't don't backtrack now. I said a couple. You said several. Several couple. <laughs> several couple. One. None. I don't know what I said. How many beers did I drink? Several couple. <laughs> you. <laughs> Jason's gonna send me several. I want everyone listening to send T 
to the Will, what's that email they can contact Dan at? Uh, it's Rhino Wrestling Review at gmail.com. Care of Dan Rhino. Yeah, you don't have to do that. Subject line yeah, Horrible Wrestling. Oh, you could do that. That'll help <laughs> yes. me help me kind of filter things. <laughs> I just, like, oh, no, like, just uh, put impact like, in the you know subject what? line and I'll just set up a, a thing where that goes immediately to the trash. <laughs> like anything that says Viagra in the in the subject line goes immediately to the spam folder. Same thing with Impact. So Eddie <laughs> Edwards that's and just, Mike Logan. That's what I think. That's what I think, Dan. Had several like said, very it's a, good it's wrestling matches. It's a safe pick. So Eddie Edwards in 2020 is underrated. Interesting. <laughs> yep. Sure, sure. Hot take. A good take. Uh, so uh, the last thing I want to ask for the pay-per-view on Saturday, what surprises do you expect? Wait, where Will didn't give his answer to the world uh, champ. Damn it. <laughs> he was trying to get out of it. Guys, I really think uh, Impact has an ace up their sleeve with Ace Austin, and he will walk out as Impact champion. So check this out. I want to comment there it is. Good job, Will. I'm really very, like, honestly, I'm very proud of you right I'm now. I'm firing on all cylinders. The only way Ace walks out the champion is if he makes a new Aces and Eights. And he's the leader. Oh, boo! Because <laughs> that, that's totally happening now that you said that. <laughs> I hate you. I mean, I don't know why we're friends. I don't know why we're colleagues. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know any of it, because you did that, and now it it makes sense. It makes too much sense for it not to happen. And I honestly don't think if you wouldn't have said that, that it wouldn't have happened this Saturday. But now that you've said it, now that you've said it, now that you've put it out into the universe, and we know that of the thousands of people that listen to the show, and I got the numbers to prove it, it's thousands of people. I don't know why, but it's thousands of people. One of them works for Impact. And now that's happening on Saturday. Like, guys, I got a great idea. (laughs) Please, please, just be quiet and listen. Because let me tell you something, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. So you think... I didn't say it. I said said that's how he wins. Calm down, Dan. He's like biting his cheek over there. I can see it on the sky. I'm not liking any of this. I'm not liking any of it. I'm like... Gonna sit in the shower and rock back and forth tonight. You got Madman, you got Bully Ray, you got Gallows and Anderson. Look, it's all there. I like 50% of those four people you just said. (laughs) Stop it. Why don't don't you like Madman Fulton either? He sucks. What is he? I mean, what is he? He he doesn't do good promos, he doesn't have good matches, he's just kind of there. Just you, didn't, you you let me get away with calling them Diesel and Sean yesterday on the chat. Yeah, because that's just trolling. That's just trolling. <laughs> and my therapist says that I need to uh, let some of the trolling go or I'm going to have a brain aneurysm. <laughs> uh, Will, did you ever make a pick or you just keep putting it off? I told you. Yeah, there's an ace up his sleeve. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry. And I and I compliment. I'm sorry. Jason's got me all worked up. Yeah, it's okay. I get it. <laughs> Uh, he just works me into a frenzy, and then I just I don't know what to do. So okay, you know, I, just do, just implement some like breathing like tactics and whatnot. Just take a deep breath. Okay, breathe in and breathe out, and just <coughs> <imagine> <coughs> be like, 
to watch uh, Extreme Rules Horror Show as mm. well next week. Mm, we'll talk about that in segment two because that's going to be – they might as well change it to the shit show at Extreme hey. Rules. <laughs> uh, so, Jason, as far as surprises go – We've only yeah. got one mystery spot available in the actual main event. So who do you think, if you had to lay money on who you think we're getting on Saturday, and how do you think they're going to introduce themselves, since there's only really one match spot available? Uh, I think what I really think is EC3, Gallows and Anderson, and Bully Ray are a four tree or a four. Uh, a foursome? State, Jesus. Stable, I'm sorry. Mm. Yeah, the four horsemen. That's what I think. I think they're going to come out, talk about a revolution, some shit like that, and, you know, control your own narrative. But I still think you get Eric Young, maybe Chris Saban, maybe Heath Slater, you know. Something something big's coming. They're coming. (laughs) So of the ones you just said, something big would be... Like Bully Ray, probably. <laughs> yeah, he is. He wow. is very. He is very big. Yeah. He called me a fat ass at our <laughs> Ring of Honor show. Like, he told me I needed to go to the gym. Yeah, I'm like, okay, let <laughs> let he who is without sin cast the first stone. <laughs> uh, Will, who do you want to see? Who would who would kind of pique your interest for Saturday? Uh, you know, I'm, honestly, I don't really care. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was. Hot take. Well, like we're obviously gonna get uh, some kind of faction because they've been sh- they they've been showing like like these three guys like taking whiskey drinks mm. off of a table consistently taking vodka drinks, yeah, lager drinks, taking a taking cider, cider drink. drink. Yep. So I think we'll get the Good Brothers, which I honestly think is unfortunate. I think they should go somewhere else, but I mean you can't already make AEW's perfect tag team division any better. Um. And uh, what if Triple XL went to AEW? That'd be pretty cool, right? That would be a big addition, <laughs> dude, to the catering budget. But but obviously we'll get EC3 as well, and then Heath Slater will show up at some point, and I just will be like, cool. So you're not yeah. interested at all then, because I know I you like- are not you are not an EC3 guy, and you, you know, I, mean, I don't think you're an anti Heath Slater guy, but I just I don't think it really moves the needle for you or anybody. No, I mean, like, I feel like if you're trying to set yourself apart at this current time and place um, with with WWE doing what they're doing, AEW is making a name for themselves, NXT is, you know, bigger than they've ever been. Um, I, I think when you need something more than Heath Slater mm-hmm. and – Honestly, you need something more than EC3. It's because he did nothing in WWE, and that wasn't his fault. But you know, no one in that whole group of people that they show, or it makes me want to like tune in next week on Twitch TV because it's not on TV. And what if I told you, as we wrap up segment one here, that no less an authority than Mr. Ryan Satin himself has said that he spoke to somebody in the company. He has a source inside the company (laughs) that said that Impact is going to live up to uh, the hype. 
on Saturday. Does that mm. change your opinion at all? I don't believe you. You don't believe Ryan, you don't believe me. You don't believe Ryan Satin. You don't believe the source in the company. What do you not believe? I don't believe it. I don't believe anybody. <laughs> who, who, who are you going to bring in that is going to move the needle any any bit whatsoever? I like, got, there's no I, one. I, there's one man. Mojo Raleigh. Mojo Raleigh. I, I take it back. There's two. How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. Because Brian you know Alvarez, yeah, Brian Alvarez could do commentary. He could do backstage interviewing. He could wrestle if you need him to. He's kind of the perfect wrestling. He's the perfect wrestler, I would say. He's the perfect wrestling personality. I just think he's great. Uh, that's not true. So that's going to do it for our talk with Slammiversary. It's coming this Saturday. Uh, where's it going to take place, Jason? Is it in Orlando? Is it in Canada? Where the hell is it? Secret location. Uh, yeah. So daily, location. daily's place? Probably. That'd be great. No, uh, I, I believe they did the last set of tapings in Nashville by the by the office, where the office used to be. Interesting. Uh, it is going to be available on pay per view. Uh, for those of you that are listening outside of the United States, it's going to be available on Fight TV. So we will be watching. Will will be watching with uh, on the edge of his seat as get ready to leave. Impact, you are having such a big show, man. Like <laughs> I'm going to have to send you like a certificate in the mail or something. Aw, thank you. I'll make it. I'll make it myself on my word processor. Nice. It's it's I'm all out of colored ink though, so it's gonna be black and white. <laughs> what about magenta? Uh, my magenta is is still doing well, but I think my cyan is uh, is a little low right now. Yeah, you won't be able to print anything. Yeah, though. I won't be able to print anything. So, uh, so uh, that's gonna do it for uh, Slammiversary in segment one. Here we're gonna come back in segment two. We're gonna talk about the horror show, gentlemen, at Extreme Rules, and uh, things are gonna get a little creepy. In segment two, as WWE, WWE brings a what is sure to be an excellent pay-per-view to us this Sunday. Uh, Jason said it's a big weekend. He said it's bigger than WrestleMania. I didn't, I didn't say that. That's not true. That's not true. Don't go anywhere.
Segment two here on the Rhino Wrestling Review, brought to you by our friends at ProWrestling.com. I'm Dan Rhino. He's Jason Galsabetta. He's Will Lewis. We are joined via social distancing because the world is getting worse as we speak. I don't know what you're talking about, Dan. You know, the virus is gone. We defeated it. Now, Will, America I, reigns supreme. Now, you told me that several weeks ago, and I got so excited. Yeah. Uh, I just... I went and just started coughing on everything because there's nothing that can happen. I thought the virus was gone. Now, and then I'm hearing numbers that uh-huh. we're having more illnesses, more positive tests, uh, more deaths. Uh, yeah. Things that had opened are closing again. Uh, uh, school districts, some of the biggest school districts in the country are going 100% virtual this upcoming fall. So it kind of makes me think that you were ribbing me a little bit. Uh, you know, I mean, if you want to believe all that fake news rhetoric that's mm. being, you know, spewed out on the internet currently, mm. I mean, the the world is on, honestly is one big horror show right now. Ah, I like it. Thank you for setting it up on the tee. I'll go ahead and knock it out by saying, speaking of horror shows. Hey, Extreme Rules is coming up this Sunday, and it has been titled The Horror Show at Extreme Rules. And Jason loves this for two reasons. Number one, he loves horror movies, and number two, he loves hokey shit. So, Jason, tell us, why are you (laughs) so excited about this weekend in pro wrestling? Why is this Uh, the Calcibetta weekend? This is your Make-A-Wish weekend. We already mentioned why I'm excited. We already covered that. But we get, you know, Drew and Dolph in a tables, ladders, and chairs match. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. You know, you get Bailey and Nikki Cross. You get a swamp match. Damn. <sighs> a swamp match. You get Sheamus and Jeff Hardy in a bar fight. I mean, the list You guys proud I even knew the... Four matches on I'm, the I, you're missing one very, very important one. Well, I'm looking at the card right now. I couldn't even have named that many. <laughs> what's the What's the one? Oh, the... You're missing the eye for an eye match. Yeah, I, I was getting there. The, the other cinematic, <sighs> you know. Congrats to Seth for trying to turn this around on Raw Monday. Fucking just this horse shit. And he's out there selling it like you were, a champ. You were very proud of Seth and his promo. On I was, you know, so I'm usually one of the first people to shit all over Seth Rollins. Because you Cherry know, company did really good last week. He's been great as the Monday Night Messiah. Well, WWE. He's going to come out with an eye patch. WWE and the uh, entire world is stuck in this pandemic right now. They are trying to make the best of their pay-per-views by kind of trying to make them all a little different. We saw what they did at WrestleMania with the cinematic matches that were both excellent. We saw what they did with Money in the Bank at the Corporate Towers, which was interesting. We see what they're doing with the the Extreme Rules pay-per-view here by trying to brand it as the horror show and trying to give it an identity because without fans there, it is really hard to kind of establish any kind of identity or momentum with these shows. So this one is going to be a very different show. And Jason, you kind of talked about cinematic matches a second ago. I want to ask you guys, how many of the six matches that are listed, how many of them do you expect to be cinematic matches? Uh, Two and a half. 
I'll go through the card real quick here, and then we'll we'll go through uh, match by match. We've got Apollo Cruz versus MVP, Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt, Bailey against Nikki Cross, Asuka against Sasha Banks, and Drew McIntyre against Dolph Ziggler. Uh, how many of them do you think are going to be cinematic? You said two and a half. I'm intrigued by that. That sounds like a Vegas like over under number. <laughs> I think there will be a cinematic element to an eye for an eye, but oh, it will be an no. actual wrestling match. You think they're going to do some like CGI bullshit with like the I, eye, or would you be surprised? No. Okay. Yeah. So maybe that is what I think. <laughs> <laughs> would you? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, will, what about you? Of the six matches, how many do you think are going to be cinematic? Uh, so I think you'll get. Probably two. So uh, we're I thinking, think the eye for an eye match and then the swamp match. What so about do the we bar count fight? Bar, yeah, I was gonna say, do we oh, count fu- that because yeah. it's in a different room? The three bar I, fight. I think the bar fight's going to be totally cinematic. I think that the swamp match has got to be, and I honestly think that this eye for an eye match is. I think I think half the card's going to be cinematic matches. You I, know what? Why don't we just make the whole card cinematic? Okay. Like, let's just do the whole thing. Okay. Why yeah. not? We right. could have uh, maybe put the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits on the uh, on the pre-show, doing some cinematic, uh-huh. uh, you know, jumping into dumpsters and fighting ninjas and summoning turkey legs. and I like it. Run, Fighting on top of tractor trailers and running away and getting all tired. and. That sounds great. I'm in. Okay, what if I told you we did all that already and it was fucking dumb? What? When? No way. Uh, it wasn't dumb. It, man. Uh, I, I go back to my uh, point a second ago. Jason loves horror movies and he loves hokey shit. Uh, uh, all, all that stuff I just said sounds like a fucking fever dream that I had when I had coronavirus. <laughs> and you're saying that it was not dumb. You're like, I woke up and Ivar was getting all the chicks. Yeah. Like, what's and, going and on he here? Was, he was, <laughs> and then Ivar was in my room, and he used the force to summon a turkey leg, and then he was there fighting these ninjas, and then, like, the one had a bowling ball, and he rolled a bowling ball into the other ninja's dick, and then this big ninja showed up, and so they all jumped onto a tractor trailer, but Ivar was busy eating, and then he couldn't, like, catch up because he's too fat and he's out of breath, and then... The guys that were fighting together started fighting against each other, and they all ended up into a dumpster. And then this like snake creature from Star Wars came in and tried to eat them. And then I woke up. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, all those things it's really tough. happened on WWE. Yeah. Oh. It's tough. Uh, upsetting. Let's start at the bottom of the uh, list here. Apollo Cruz defending his United States Championship against MVP. Although MVP is the one who actually introduced the uh, new title on Raw and who has kind of anointed himself the uh, United States champion. Apollo Crews is still the champion, and these two are going to be squaring off at the the horror show, Jason. Who do you got coming out with the belt? Probably Apollo Crews. Now, why are you not excited about that? Because if MVP wins, then him and Lashley are going to break up probably over the title, and I don't want that to happen at all. They should be together forever. I agree. I think MVP is doing great stuff. I think he's been one of the few bright spots on Raw. And I think he I think Lashley being with MVP has been the best thing 
for Lashley that they have done since he's come to the main roster, since he's come back to the main roster from his sabbatical in Impact and and uh, with Bellator. I think this is the best thing they could have done for Lashley. Doing the, the stupid shit where he was... Uh, who was he going against when he was doing, like, the... Like the obstacle courses and stupid shit like Sammy that. Sammy Zayn. Okay. Yeah, that piece of shit, Sammy Zayn. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> Sammy Zayn like fills, feeds like get... hungry families in Syria and stuff like yeah. that. I'm just kidding. I love Sammy Zayn. Yikes. Please, please just be quiet and listen because let me tell you something. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Thank you, Stephen A. Just talk some yeah. sense into this guy. And then the, the stuff with. Uh, Leo Rush was was bad. Lashley, 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 awful. Now, what if I were to tell you he was gonna like pose and like show off his ass? Okay, that's that's good, I guess. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> and, and then like the, his sisters came on the show. Yeah, that was awful. And then the Lana stuff was awful, and you know the the cuckold stuff with uh Bruce some Sabbath. of that Lana stuff was that joke we always say about we'd rather be watching porn yeah than like Monday Night yeah. Raw yeah <laughs> we almost I, saw some porn though on Monday Night Raw yeah. you know I always have porn like set up and ready to go just in case like somebody walks in on me watching dumbass wrestling <laughs> I'll just switch over to the porn something less embarrassing to watch which is porn <laughs> Um, I've, I've really enjoyed, like I said, what, what MVP's been doing, but it seems like they've been getting over on Apollo constantly, so yeah. I would kind of makes me think that Apollo's going to go over here on Sunday. Will, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Uh, my first thought in, in, you know, is that the real horror boo. show... Uh, that's your first thought. No, first thought is boo. I don't really care about this match. My second thought is that the real horror show is that god-awful United States Championship belt mm, that so they're bringing in. I'm yeah. like a proud papa, and like his kid just got like a like his first t- hit, <laughs> hit in t-ball, and he, he legged out a double out of it. Like, that's how... Yep. That's my level of pride right now in you. Um, but, I mean... I, I'll, uh, I'm going to go with MVP on this one. Honestly. I think he, he's get. I think he's trying to build a stable currently because mm-hmm. he's been talking to a bunch of just random people mm-hmm. in the back, um, and I think that's going to play into it. Now, do you want to build a stable and have them debut on the pre-show of Extreme Rules Horror Story? Probably not, <laughs> but you could have someone come out and help cost Apollo Crews the match, and that could make a lot of sense. And so I'm going to go with MVP on this yeah, one. Yeah, he's been talking to Cedric Alexander. He's been talking to the Street Profits. He's been talking to a lot of different uh, people on the roster. And I, I'm all for MVP building a, a badass stable. I'm all for that. I, I just Shit, right there with Cedric and Ricochet, you got two guys who are severely underutilized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give them something to do. Yeah. Honestly. But he's only talking to Cedric. He's not talking to Ricochet. Cedric, Cedric's pretty great, guys. He's, he's, Ricochet's he's, even better. Yeah, I would I would say yeah, so. But and you know what? Neither one of them can do. Neither talk. one of them, neither one of them can talk a lick. So you yeah. know, you put him with a guy like MVP in a match who's who's great on the mic. I think it's I think it could be it could be money. And maybe one maybe we see one of those guys come out and uh, cost uh, 
what the hell is his name? Apollo Cruz, Apollo Creed, the title on uh, on Sunday. Maybe we see that and we see a little uh, gradual forming of a faction with MVP. Uh, but I'm going to go with, with Cruz just because it kind of seems like he hasn't been, uh, he's been getting the short end of the stick the last few weeks on Raw, and I think he's going to get his revenge back on Sunday. Oh, Rey Mysterio against Seth Rollins. Guys, one of these uh, folks is going to get a freaking eye plucked out. And this is not this is not an exaggeration. Seth Rollins was asked specifically if if that if this is like just a figure of speech. He said, "No, somebody's literally going to get an eye plucked out. That's how this match is going to end." That's what they did on Raw too. Buddy Murphy asked him in the back, and he was like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> yeah. Like I think I think that was his legitimate reaction to it. Like seriously, like that's what we're yeah. doing here. So the whole this is whole all has come up uh, about from Seth Rollins and his crew spiking Rey Mysterio's eye on the corner of the steps, and that's why he's got the one eye covered up on his mask. They've threatened to do it to Dominic. They've threatened to do it to um, uh, who's the the guy? I hate uh, Humberto Carrillo. Yeah, the guy. That was- a long list, by the way. I'm glad you brought a name out. I was like, what, <laughs> Who's that guy I hate? That? Like, how much time you got? Like, yeah. I got, a, I got a, a book to write with all the all the things I hate about wrestling. But guys, somebody's going to get a freaking eye plucked out. Uh, Will, what are your thoughts on the match, and who do you think's going to go home um, the loser here? So my first question has to be, okay, so someone's going to lose an eye, right? So That's what they said. So they gotta sell that for the rest of their career, right? You can't just get your eye back. I mean, you can get like a prosthetic. I would, I would think. Okay, well glass, then, glass eye or something like, like that. Like, say Seth loses, Seth loses, and he has to get his eye torn out. Mm-hmm. So he has to either wear an eye patch for the rest of his career, or he has to have a glass eye, and we'll have to reference it every once in a while for the rest of his career. Um, <laughs> what I, if, I what just, if he got like some kind of like cybernetic eye, like uh, like that? Uh, costume that Brian Cage came out on, on Impact that looked like the second grade art class made it out of paper mache. It was like the Terminator I like thing. I like it. And maybe, uh, maybe that like lets him like have like extra like quickness or something because he can see like things coming faster. We're so thinking outside it, the box, guys. Yeah, I mean, all of it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's just like with this, like they're going real. Like all out on this match, you're like, yeah, someone's actually gonna lose an eye. Yeah. Like in AEW, when they had an eye versus eye match, it was literally just a revenge match because both people had gotten attacked in the eye. So, uh, I I don't know if I want to see a CGI eyeball like rolling around. A CGI. The ground. Hey. <laughs> you say? Uh, <laughs> but you know. I do know one thing um, <laughs> is that Rey Mysterio is going to lose this match because he has no contract with the WWE, so he's going to lose both of his eyes and disappear. Jason, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, we'll we'll hit the nail on the head right there. I think uh, Mysterio loses, and because he's not working with a deal right now. But I, I think, and, and plus, how do you have Seth lose? You know, I don't understand how. You know what is. Have we even seen? I mean, you see Ray a little bit, but you know, outside of maybe Dominic making the save and you build him up with the something, 
Or or really, you know, Seth should fucking try to take Dominic's eye out. Just fire up his dad. Right. I don't think you have Seth lose this match at all. I think there's just too much going on still with him and, you know, trying to get the group of followers and that. Here's how I think it works out. And <laughs> it's going to be fucking stupid. It's going to be yeah, fucking no. dumb. Next yeah. match. <laughs> Accurate. Hot take. I honestly think that the numbers game is going to prove too much for Rey Mysterio, and it's going to get to the point to where he is going to get his eyeball ripped out with, like, some hot dog tongs or something like that. But then Dominic is going to come in and offer to join Seth Rollins' stable if he lets his dad go. I think that's what's going to happen. I think Dominic is going to say, you know, don't take my dad's eye. You know, I'll join you or take my eye instead. And then, you know, he'll he'll have to profess his allegiance to the uh, Monday Night Messiah. And that's how we're going to get out of the actual uh, having to see a CGI roll around the ground. But I think Seth's going to win, but I think it's going to be because Dominic's going to sacrifice himself for his dad. That makes a lot of sense, you know. Actually, that's a lot better than someone getting an actual eye ripped out. Are you guys ready? Because... It may just be the greatest wrestling match ever. Braun Strowman is taking on the Tommy Bahama shirt-wearing Bray Wyatt. Not the Fiend. Okay. Not the chubby guy that wears the the sweaters that are too small. (laughs) Bray Wyatt. The cult leader, Bray Wyatt, is back. This is going to be a Swamp Thing match. Uh, It is going to take place uh, somewhere in the swamps of presumably Florida. And I guess it's not for the title, because how how could it be? (laughs) No, it's not. So Braun Strowman's taking on Bray Wyatt, guys. Uh, And uh, it's going to be in a swamp. Jason, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on this match. Why, Dan? Why is that? <laughs> I don't know. Because you like hokey shit, and you love horror, and this seems like like they gave you two make-a-wishes. And one, one, you booked the North <laughs> against Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan. You go, okay, well, I want something on Sunday, too. If I, I make it. You only get one wish. You can't wish for more wishes. Dan, now, I told you ahead of time what I thought would save this match. Now, I don't know, you know, if you remember what I said. Uh, you said that you wanted uh, Shark Boy to be in the swamp and come up. <laughs> no, and... that sounds pretty good, though. No, I told you I, we could have Otis dressed like in an alligator <laughs> costume. And, and then after Bray Wyatt wins, he hits the caterpillar and cashes in. And, and we get a new champion. <laughs> <laughs> And Dan wow. Rhino has left the building, ladies and gentlemen. You guys can't out. see it, but uh, he is—he has walked away from his microphone. Uh, I believe he is completely gone. So we're taking over the show now. Welcome to the Two Rhino Man List. Show, yep. Two Man uh, Show. Brought to you by Will Lewis and Jason Calcibedia. Get Calcibedia. Uh, also, our friends at ProWrestling.com. Uh, go check them out for any of your wrestling ProWrestling.com uh, needs. Currently, oh thank God, Dan's back. <laughs> thank Sorry, you. I 
I was going to leave permanently, but I just went and sc- I used one of Will's techniques, uh, which is screaming into a pillow. Oh, okay. I do that all the time. Yeah. I also scream in the freezer at work. <laughs> that sounds uh, sounds like something we might want to uh, you know bring up at our next uh, therapist session. <laughs> Will and I see the same therapist. But we do at the same time. We it's it's cheaper that way. Yeah. You don't get as good of. Uh, you don't get as good of like diagnosis, but it's half the price. Right. So uh, Jason is saying that Otis is going to be dressed up in like a ghillie suit or something like that, and and jump out. And but I guess you have to bring a referee with him, and he's going to pin uh, Braun Strowman in the swamp to become your new champion. I said, I said that would make this a great, the greatest wrestling match ever. Now wait, that would make this better. You're saying? Yeah, that would make this amazing. But that so would, it was already good. Yeah, no, it's. <laughs> it seems like Braun and Bray don't have great chemistry together. Like the matches, they don't have great chemistry with anybody. Okay. That's not true. Okay. okay, calm down, Dan. Bray only noticed, Bray can only wrestle Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan can wrestle anybody. So that true. doesn't count. He had a really good match against John Cena. That's true. The cinematic one, yeah, yeah that, that doesn't count though. So, Bray, yeah. I will say that Bray, in a in 100% of the cinematic matches I've seen him in, which is one, <laughs> I what well, two? What was the other one? Uh, <laughs> the House of Horrors match. Oh fuck! Okay, 50 50% <laughs> of the matches of the cinematic matches that I've seen him in have been amazing. So we've got a 50-50 chance of this being fucking dope on Sunday, guys. Yeah, I hope you're ready. Okay, so I have a question before we move on first. I'm ready. Uh, I know what's coming, and I'm ready. <laughs> See now, you guys, later. Guys, is, is Braun Strowman the conductor of the Strowman Express, or is he the actual train? Well, that's an interesting question, Will, because I believe Jason provided us with uh, an art graphic and in the graphic, it showed that he was the his head was the front of the train, which makes me think that he was the the train. But Correct. he was also hanging out the side of the conductor compartment, which also makes me think that he is the conductor. So my answer to your question is yes. That's a good that's a good answer. You know, he was also wearing a full like suit. And with a tie and everything, and he has sleeveless jacket on. So that was really cool. What are the chances that he No, don't like that. that. So, like, you're saying that the train pulls up to the swamp? Like, that seems like it's going to... This is going to be the most costly cinematic match that WWE has ever done. <laughs> They're going to have to build a train track and a train that can operate in a swamp. I mean, what are the chances that there is a train somewhere involved in this match? I'm gonna I'm gonna say six. <laughs> Just six? Yep. I want to go with sixty percent. I think there's gonna be. A oh, train, we're doing guys. we're doing percents. Uh, yes, yeah, so we gotta do percent. Okay. I think there'll be there can't be a train in the swamp though. There can be. We, we just said they could build it, but it's gonna be expensive. Okay. Be- because Sorry. they're gonna have to, you know, it's it's like when you build a bridge over water. 
Yeah. And you have to like you know have to like drill down to the ground to like get the you know the concrete well, you know platforms uh-huh. and then you get. How about like a fan boat like they actually use in the swamps like one of those big old fan boats. Oh, one of these. Well, it's not one of these, fan boats. One of these motherfuckers is coming in on a fan boat. You fuck. <laughs> now that you said it. Yeah. One, oh yeah. One. Oh, Otis is going to come in on a, a ham boat. <laughs> sounds great, Dave. guys. This sounds this sounds fucking terrible. I I think before the end of this show, before I said say before the end of this weekend, one of you is going to come to the Dan Rhino side that hates wrestling, <laughs> that hates <laughs> all wrestling. Yeah, I, I, I I'm like really AEW. close. I'm really close to getting well. I'm really close. Like right there. If and and the the Taz FTW belt helped me get well <laughs> over to my side. Jason's it just look, he's just giggling at everything we're saying. Like he's having <laughs> a, a hell of a time. I and all the lights like it got dark outside real quick. So I apologize. You guys are looking at me on uh, Skype right now. Uh, yeah, you're yeah. looking a little creepy right How now, about now? Like, like a horror show. <laughs> I was just trying to get into, uh, my wife is making a run in here to turn on the lights. I uh, I was trying to add to the ambiance of the sh- show, because it kind of did look like the horror show. Hold on, flip those lights off for a second. I want to try something. Ooh. Oh, Braun Strowman. <laughs> <laughs> Are you the conductor of the Strowman Express? Are you merely just... The train, because it kind of looked like uh, it kind of looked like when he cuts those promos, like in the back, and they find the darkest room that they could find. Right. <laughs> the old boiler room. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. So um, I uh, was on Dougie Wrestling Show. Shout out to our buddy uh, Dougie Wrestling uh, and the SCF Underground Podcast. These are. By the uh, way, Bray Wyatt wins the Swamp match. Okay, well, we I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that in a second. Oh, okay. Um, I yeah, hold your horses. I want to. Yeah, hold hold your trains there, big guy. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, pump pump the brakes, uh, pull the emergency brake on the Strowman Express there. We're going to get there in just a second. Uh, when I was on Dougie Wrestling's show a couple weeks ago, we were I was talking about my idea of how this feud's going to go. We saw Braun beat the Firefly Funhouse version of Bray Wyatt. Now we're seeing him fight the Tommy Bahama version of Bray Wyatt. I think that we are going... I think that it is going to culminate with Braun taking on The Fiend. I think Braun is going to be successful in beating the Colt Bray Wyatt. I think he's. it's like the faces of Foley. It's like its like a whole gauntlet within itself. you got to go through all the gauntlet of Bray Wyatt before you finally get to The Fiend, and I think that's where the feud is going to blow off between Braun and Bray Wyatt when we finally get to The Fiend. So that means, in my opinion here, this is just another part of the gauntlet, and I think that uh, Braun is going to be successful in uh, in the swap match against Bray Wyatt. Now, Jason, you feel differently. You think Bray is going to come out victorious? I uh, like what you said, though. I'm not going to lie that uh, that makes a lot of sense, right? I always make sense. I don't know why you're surprised. That's, by now, that. that's not true. Okay. If I, that's, that's not right. true. <laughs> but. <laughs> No, I just I thought Bray might win in the Swamp since it's a nine-title match, and then you get the uh, match three with the Fiend. You know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I could I could see that. Uh, Will, what about you? We're fifty-fifty on this. Um, I mean, honestly, it could go. It could 
go either way, but I I think Braun's gonna win. Hot take. Well, it's gotta go yep. one of the two ways. So. Yep, uh, it could go either way, but I think Braun's gonna win just because he's not facing the Fiend. Um, and I think that's what Dan said is what they're building up to is that it'll be the Fiend versus Braun Strowman at SummerSlam. Yay! Uh, and no, uh, don't like that. There's no way that match is good, by the way. And then Bray Wyatt or Braun or the Fiend, God. The Fiend will win at SummerSlam. There's no way that match is good, by the way. Yeah. It's not going to be great. Uh, Although the one they had at... Sorry, sorry. The one that they had the last time wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. Because it wasn't The Fiend. That's right. Yeah, but you... Dan loves The Fiend because he kicks out of everybody's finishers. Oh, dude. That's one thing you you know that I hate. And you're trolling me right now. (laughs) Normally, that's Jason's job. Uh, by the way, it's, it's raining also. cats and dogs outside. I don't think you guys are going to play volleyball tonight. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, might as well come on over and watch some Fight for the Fallen. <laughs> uh, Bailey... I didn't know if that was a real, a real answer. Sorry, real I got answer. distracted by the literal downpour in my that's going on currently. in your house that's not good in my house in, in his house and he's still trudging on doing the shitty podcast thanks buddy. guys i know what's important okay i appreciate it uh bailey defending her smackdown women's championship against uh nikki cross nikki cross won this opportunity on smackdown a couple weeks ago uh bailey and sasha have been doing some really good things i've really enjoyed uh, i think it's as interesting as bailey has been in a long time so, thank you. It's boss time! Sasha Banks for helping make that possible. But I don't see any way that Nikki Cross walks out with the title, do you? Nope. God, no. Hot take! Now, the only, the only thing I could see, the only chance I give Nikki Cross at all is something that our buddy Dougie Wrestling told me in uh, our chat back and forth. He was saying that he could see the possibility of Sasha winning the Raw Women's Championship and Bailey losing her championship and that causing friction between the two. Because the whole time it's been Bailey with the with the big belt and Sasha has just been one half of the tag champs with her. If the situation gets flipped, could that cause uh, Bailey to turn on Sasha or vice versa? But I. I don't see any way that Bailey doesn't walk out with the, with the title here, uh, particularly with. Uh, but I don't know if Sasha will be at ringside because she's got her own title match later on in the night. I just, I don't know. I, I don't see any any way unless Nikki Cross you know goes off book and comes in with a machine gun or something that she's gonna take take out Bailey. Uh, so we're all in a, we're all with Bailey on this. Definitely. Dan, I think the Undertaker or some something's about to happen in your house because your lights are starting to flicker, uh, just like mine. So. No, don't worry. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Uh, next matchup, we got two matches left. Asuka defending her Raw Women's Championship against Sasha Banks. I am super pumped for this match. I was a little. Uh, a lot of people were a little less than uh, enthused by the uh, what we got from the Io Shirai Sasha Banks match a couple weeks ago, but I I really enjoyed it. I thought the, I thought the ladies did a great job. I think that I think 
you know, Sasha is one of the the best women's wrestlers on the planet, and I am really excited about uh, the prospects of Asuka and Sasha Banks. I honestly think that it could be match of the night, depending on what we get in in the main event between Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Hot I, take. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you guys think about the matchup, and who do you got walking out with the Raw Women's Championship? Uh, I think they could put it on Sasha. I really Her. actually I don't know that, you know, I unless something happens, but I could see them, you know, her and Bailey having every title. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I was gonna say I could see that, and then let that shit roll to Survivor Series. When they got to face each other. Ooh. And that's think, how you... Do you think they would unify the women's belts into one, like, traveling no. traveling women's champion? I don't think so, just because of the networks. Yeah. You know, the two networks, but... Because honestly, what, I, what I've enjoyed is that the ladies have been showing up, that being Sasha and Bailey, have been showing up on both shows. And so you kind of don't know like when they're going to be and when because they got those those tag team belts. So they could show up whenever and wherever they want. They've been showing up on NXT too, which I think has been really cool. If they did, you know, consolidate the the big belts into one, you know, kind of like they used to do with the men's universal title, that could jump uh, back and forth between brands. I think that could be interesting. Um, I honestly think that. Sasha is going to win the Raw Women's title, and I think Kyrie Sane is going to cost Asuka the belt. I believe Will has lost power, because he is gone. <laughs> He's out of here! It said Will Lewis left, so uh, it's just you and me, big guy. Uh, we're going we're to trudge on here. Uh, I honestly think that Sasha's going to win the, the belt, and I think that uh, Kyrie Sane is going to cost Asuka the title. You think I'm crazy? No. I don't mind that at all. They said uh, Asuka and Kyrie Singer are going to fight at SummerSlam, and I doubt that needs the title. Yeah. It doesn't It doesn't need it. It's going to be a good match regardless. Absolutely. I think the maybe the loser go, like has to leave the company or something. Maybe that's how they get Kyrie Singer out. We actually got an email about that, but uh, yeah. that there's I think her status is still kind of up in the air as far as uh, contract negotiations. Uh, so uh, who are you going with in this match? I'll say Sasha. Sasha Banks. Uh, main event time. Drew McIntyre defending his WWE Championship. Uh, is that the Universal title he's got? Or is Braun, uh, yes. Braun the... Okay. Uh, yeah. Defending the Universal title against Dolph Ziggler. What kind of wrestling fan are you? I'm a... I hate wrestling. I think we... I thought we established that. <laughs> <laughs> we, that that uh. has been well established on this show. So the uh, stipulation to this match is that Dolph Ziggler gets to pick the stipulation to the the main event match, but he has not chosen that stipulation yet. Although it was leaked on Facebook from WWE and then quickly pulled down a graphic of uh, Drew McIntyre against Dolph Ziggler in a TLC match headlining Extreme Rules. I was listening to Busted Open this week. And your boy Bully Ray was saying that his idea for the stipulation would be that Dolph Ziggler would say that 
the Claymore kick would be outlawed. Because he's been talking about, yeah, I know what you want to do. You want me to come in that ring so you could Claymore me. You want to take me to Claymore country. He's like, like really been <laughs> hanging on those words quite a bit. So that kind of makes me it makes him think that that could be the stipulation. However, I just if it's extreme rules, we got to have kind of an extreme stipulation, especially for our main event, don't we? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's got to be some kind of hardcore match or. Uh, you know, TLC actually works great because yeah. I think these two will tear the fucking house down. Yeah, there's I no, really no reason that 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 would be bad. There's no reason no. to think that that wouldn't be a good match. No, I don't think Drew's had a bad match since he's been the world champion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's he's single-handedly putting Raw on his back with him and Seth. You know, are basically him, Seth, Sasha, and Bailey. The four, mm-hmm. the big four. Are, Basically carrying a three-hour edition of a show every Monday. Mm-hmm. And Asuka, I'll throw, throw in Asuka, I'm sorry. But, you know, you got five people carrying a three-hour show, you know. And I'm betting you're in agreement with me that we both think that there's no way. It's kind of like that SummerSlam a few years ago where <laughs> Dolph Ziggler, had, for no reason, out of nowhere, had the, the title opportunity against Dean Ambrose. Yes. And Dolph Ziggler was cutting this promo on Dean Ambrose that I'm going to steal the show. I'm going to take that title. And Dean Ambrose just goes, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't because he had no he had no chance of doing that. Oh my God! Ah, what is this? You guys, what happened? Are you guys okay? Ah, what? The yeah, hell? I'm fine. I'm okay. Everything's fine here. Okay. Uh, well, just a little peek behind the curtain. We legit, sixty-seven uh, percent of this podcast just legitimately lost power. <laughs> As uh, I think, Will Will died first because Jason yep. and I were were talking about that on the show that we were going to trudge on that. Uh, even though Will was disconnected, hopefully we would get him back. But then I lost Jason, and we decided to uh, wait until everybody's power was back on because uh, it's raining cats and dogs outside, guys. You know, I've never liked that saying. I don't really ever understand it. Like, what do you mean, cats and dogs? It's not legitimately raining cats and dogs. No, it's not. It's a uh, an idiom, I believe they're called. What you call me? <laughs> an idiom. <laughs> so uh, we were talking about Jason and I were talking about Drew's, uh, or rather Ziegler's chances against Drew at uh. the horror show at Extreme Rules, and maybe yes. it's maybe it's because we were talking about the horror show in such a negative way, it's, and the wrestling gods weren't happy with us, <laughs> and they disconnected us. Cut them off! Cut them off! And by the wrestling but, gods, I mean Vince McMahon. I would say he probably left my power on, though. He's like, this guy says some nice things about us every now and then. That's not true. <laughs> so, uh, Will, uh, you haven't gotten to uh, chime in on this. What do you think Drew's chances are, or, or Dolph's chances are, rather, of taking that title from Drew at Extreme Rules, and what do you think the stipulation's going to be? What is less than zero? Like, can I do less than zero as a percentage chance? Less than zero is Mojo Raleigh. Mojo well, Raleigh. 
Okay, well, I'll just go with 0%, uh, 0% chance that, that Dolph takes the belt away from Drew McIntyre in the obvious TLC match that they're going to have. <laughs> but it's going to be a spooky TLC Whoa. match. <laughs> so yeah. what makes it a spooky TLC match? Like they're going to change the lighting? Well, like They'll probably, like, I would imagine they'll do something like maybe like a red light or something. Uh, put it in a cage that's red. Roxanne. Or maybe the loser, like, I don't know, dies or something. The loser Whoa. just loses his life. You don't have to put on the red light. You do if you're in WWE and there's a Fiend match, though. No, I, I know they don't want to put on any black lights because with, with all the nasty people they got working for that company, like, ah. it probably looked like a Jackson Pollock painting in there. Ah, I get that. I get that joke. I get that. <laughs> Thanks, man. No problem. Uh, so uh, we talked about how the TLC stipulation may have been leaked. I'm guessing they're still going to go with that unless they want to totally. I'm guessing this match has already been recorded, honestly. And I think that unless they want to swerve everybody and redo it, which I don't think they want to do, I think we're going to get a TLC match. And I think that Drew McIntyre is going to continue his reign and be victorious because you might not have heard it, Will, but uh, Jason said that Drew is carrying Raw on his back right now. On his, oh, on his broad okay. shoulders. To be oh. fair, I listed five people and he was in the five, Will. It's not like oh, I just blatantly okay. I just blatantly was like, yeah, he's by himself out there kicking ass. Yeah, every, there's been a handful of people that have taken Raw and put them on their shoulders. Yeah. Mojo Raleigh! Mojo Raleigh's one Mojo Raleigh! Yes, thank you, Chris. I said uh, Drew, Seth, Asuka, Bailey, and Sasha. Okay. Randy Orton burns down a man's house and gets yeah, rewarded for it! Yeah, yeah. So, so I'll go ahead and... And, and the big show? Yeah. I mean... Mm, mm. I'll go ahead and agree to you on that list, but I'm going to take Drew out and put Randy in uh, because I couldn't I like care this. less if like Drew McIntyre is on TV. We he know, comes out, we know. he's got stupid catch, catchphrases, he has a five-second match where he Claymore kicks someone in the face, and then it's over, and he buried Heath Slater. Not here in the Royal Wrestling Federation, and certainly not on Monday Night Raw. But... Drew is just so disinteresting to me, and I might, I know I'm probably on the minority because apparently a lot of the, the wrestling uh, horde online loves Drew McIntyre. Did you say the wrestling the, whores online? Yeah, that's a bunch of wrestling too. whores online. That's all, those people, that's all those people that are in the, uh, the Impact Twitch chat. God, they love Drew McIntyre, and I was like, I don't get it. Like, I guess it's just... I don't really like over-muscular, like, machismo, alpha male dudes. Mm. Like, I like, yeah, like, except for Dan, you know. Ooh, look at that. Make him dance, baby. Make him dance. <laughs> and, uh, you guys can't see it right now since we're not broadcasting this, but uh, Dan's making him dance currently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And by them, he, I mean my butt cheeks. Yeah. But I just don't like the overmuscular like alpha male dudes in in WWE as champions. It just kind of takes me out of the product, um, which is why I love Seth because I don't think he's like that. Which is why you love Otis. God no, God no. That's probably why I like Otis. Though. Oh, and that's one hundred percent. 
One hundred percent. That means I have a chance with a woman like Mandy Dan. No, it doesn't. You We've been over this. <laughs> Ooh, I think oh, that maybe God. if uh, Mandy or if Otis can get a girl like Mandy, then maybe I can. No, you can't, nerds. I'm just, I'm you just can't. gonna walk up to everybody and like mumble, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." yeah before Pretty I start lady. saying nothing, I'm gonna yeah. hashtag speak out on you. <laughs> oh yeah, a weirdo. So. uh... Uh, we're all going with Drew in the main event, of course. Uh, Obviously. I don't know, guys. The horror show at Extreme Rules on Sunday. Uh, Doesn't sound that bad, does it, guys, now that we talked about it? Uh, Will, gun to your head. What's going to be the better show, Slammiversary or the horror show at Extreme Rules? I will take hidden option C. You cannot. <laughs> there is the bullet. <laughs> it's like, sir, I have a gun to your head. You're like, I know. That's great. <laughs> Perfect. Did you not know I'm clinically depressed? <laughs> yeah. Like, thank you. You're actually helping me out. Uh, we know Jason. Uh, we know uh, Jason's answer. I'm curious to hear yours. I don't. I don't know. So I'm gonna go with my. I'm gonna go with a shock answer. I think Slammiversary is gonna be better. Whoa. <laughs> uh, one more. Jason and I think just it's, got a little aroused. I can tell it moved a little when you said that. Uh, it's solely based off of my dislike for the current WWE product. It's just like a lot of the stuff that's on the card for the horror show this week. It's just, eh, bleh. Like nothing, nothing great. Let me tell you. Uh, unless, let, me, let me tell you. Go ahead. Let me tell you. Let me tell you why the horror show is going to be so much better. Oh, God. It... I, I looked down the Slammiversary card. I didn't see a single swamp match. Ooh, yeah, you got a point there. I didn't see a single match where somebody's going to get their freaking eyeball plucked out. I, I didn't see a single match that's going to take place in a bar. <laughs> and as you know... What if me and you fight in your house like after I have a few drinks? Does that count as a bar fight? Dude, it, I bet that... That's going to be better than that swamp match. <laughs> I would call it down the middle too because I'd like, be the ref. So. Will records it like we. Will is the ref, but he also records it like GoPro style, like with the yeah. camera on his head, and that's going to be better than the swamp match. Dan's not going to sell shit for you, Jason. I'm just letting you know. I know. I know. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, I'll do the job, but I'm not going to sell anything. I, I know that's weird. <laughs> So you're the Austin Aries of our Rhino Wrestling interview? <laughs> yeah, I'll take the three-second tan, but I'm going to pop up right afterwards and flick everybody <laughs> off. I'm uh, I'm honestly looking more forward to Slammiversary than the horror show at Extreme Rules, and I honestly think that Slammiversary is going to be the better show. I know that WWE has more of a budget, so it's probably going to look a lot cleaner. I think that the the cinematic stuff is probably going to be well produced, but I just think that I'm more excited about the just the fact there's so much upheaval in Impact right now, and they have such an opportunity to kind of clear the slate and start over new. And I think this is a perfect opportunity, and I hope that they're going to take advantage of it because wrestling needs Impact to be strong. Wrestling needs you know, everybody talks about the NXT versus AEW and how they only want one or the other. For the for the sake of 
of the health of pro wrestling, both those shows need to be strong on Wednesday nights. Ring of Honor needs to get back to prominence. Impact needs to get back to being, uh, I was was going to say the number two company, but I guess the number three company uh, after AEW and and WWE in the country. And, you know, we're going to talk about in in the emails some things that New Japan is doing. For the sake of wrestling, New Japan needs to be strong, too. So I really hope that Impact has a great show on Saturday, and that's the one I'm looking forward to a little bit more. Uh, but that's the weekend that's coming up. Slammiversary on Saturday. The Horror Show at Extreme Rules on Sunday. We're going to do one more quick segment. We're going to come back, and it's all about your emails, which you can send us at rhinowrestlingreview at gmail.com or tweet us at rhino underscore wrestling. We'll be back with a short segment. It's Dan Rhino, Will Lewis, Jason Calcibetta, brought to you by our friends at ProWrestling.com. Don't go away. Jason Calcibetta answering your emails here in short segment three. You can always send those to us at rhinowrestlingreview at gmail.com. Jason, you made a comment about the, the emailers. You uh, love the fact that we get a steady stream of emails every week, and it's not even from the same people. We get, we've get we actually got three first-time emailers this week on the show, and uh, you seemed uh, very impressed with that or very happy about that. Yeah, I, lo- I love the emails. It's a good way to interact with the fans, and I like that, you know, it keeps, it's a, you know, as you say, a potpourri a of potpourri, topics. if you will. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I always like, never do we check the email box, and we're like, oh, nothing this week. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always something to talk about, and people are always sending in good questions, and I think that's awesome. Well, we've got three now, good, oh, go ahead, I want to go on the opposite side of that spectrum real quick and say, you know, we asked you guys a very specific question 
um, a couple weeks ago of whether or not Braun Strowman was the conductor of the Strowman Express or he was the actual train. And we didn't get a single response. That's we got some on Reddit. Upsetting. Yeah, we, we got we got some uh, decent response on Reddit. Uh, the majority right. seems to think that he is... What was it? Was it the consensus that he is the train? I think it, the consensus is that he is the train. Yeah, I think it was, too. I think we got... Mo- most people thought that, oh, he's, he's the train. What the fuck are you talking about? Of course he's the train. Fucking dumbass. Like... Like, it's not, uh, of course, oh, okay, you guys know everything about professional wrestling. Hmm. Alright. Uh, of course, the the correct answer is yes, by the way. 100%. Uh, the first email comes from LeanBack13. I want you to lean back. Lean back. Lean back. And they write, I know you guys don't talk much New Japan Pro Wrestling, but you've got to admit that the evil turn on LIJ was amazing. It was unexpected, sets Evil up as a new single star, and gives the Bullet Club a bump as well. So, uh, within the last week, there was a big change in the power structure of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Naito is no longer your champ champ over in New Japan. The uh, one half of the former Evil and Sonata tag team is uh, Evil has left... LIJ has jumped to the Bullet Club and has uh, taken down his former brethren, Naito, and taken both of his belts. Evil is the new champ champ in New Japan. Uh, what did you guys think about that, or did uh, were you really not uh, very responsive when you heard the news? Guys, I haven't watched New Japan Pro Wrestling since uh, Kenny Omega left, honestly. I haven't even paid not even not even a lick of attention to it. Well, we're going to go to our new Japan correspondent, Jason Calcibetta, because Jason oh. Jason told us a told me a <laughs> very interesting story about <laughs> about when you sent me this email. I knew you were going to bring this up. I knew what you were doing. Well, let's not bury the lead here, uh, Jason. Tell tell everybody how invested you are in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And uh, what you know about our new champ champ, Evil, or what you thought about him. <laughs> um, for the longest time, I thought Evil was just heel Sonata, and I did not know they were two separate identities. So I apologize wow. to all the New Japan wrestling fans out there, because I'm a terrible pro wrestling journalist. He thought that it was like a Fiend Bray Wyatt thing. <laughs> Dude, they've been a tag team for, like, a long time. I just misunderstood, guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm terrible. I take all the... I'm I'm crying, and I I applaud you for being man enough to admit your mistake (laughs) on air. So, uh... But uh, I've seen the ear of my ways now, and I got to watch some clips on that. You've seen the ear of your ways? The 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 ear of my ways. Oh, okay. I thought, like, the inside of your ear. Yeah. So, what do you think about the uh, the big power structure move here? Our emailer seems to think that it uh, the Bullet Club kind of gets uh, leveled up a little bit by having the champ champ, and then we uh, kind of set up the the two warring factions, uh, setting up specifically uh, Naito and Evil against one another. What do you think about yeah. that? Well. One thing I was going to say, I always always feel like Naito does not get a fair shake on anything. Like, anytime he wins the title, Mm -hmm. they're like, nah. Get it off him. Get it off him. Yeah. 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 
And maybe that's just, you know, my ignorance <laughs> to the Japan scene. But he he waited like, 10 years to be the champ. Give it yeah. to him for a couple months. Take it off him. Nope. Yeah. But they could be doing the same thing. I don't know if anyone had listened to the whole show when I brought up the Jordan Grace title run. They could be doing the same thing to where you make a quick change, you get some buzz, and then you let him chase. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't think that's so bad. I mean, in the turn, apparently was pretty shocking to a lot of people oh, yeah. that follow the, the program. So I thought that was kind of neat. You know, my whole Twitter feed was buzzing. Now, I work at 6 a.m. Central Time, so New Japan just goes off when I get to work. So a lot of times I'll catch up on the New Japan stuff at work. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, you know, there was a lot of shock and awe, which is, you know, good. So I, I think, uh, I feel like uh, something Also, that... fans were in a... There, do you know anything about their fan structure? I saw there was no. 3,300 people there, but I didn't. I think they all have to wear masks. Interesting. I, I could be wrong. I'd have to dig into it a little more. But I thought that was interesting. There's at least fans there. Well, something that Will said a second ago, I'm actually going to bring back up. He said that he hadn't really followed or been interested in New Japan since the Bullet Club left. And I think there's something to that. I think the Bullet Club kind of needs something like this after the elite left it just kind of just seemed like they were and the addition of kenta was was good for them i think kenta is going to do his obviously do his much better work in japan than he ever had uh, an opportunity to do here in the states but it just never really i never really saw jay white as like the star level like the aj styles type leader like the kenny omega type leader like the the prince devitt type leader of the bullet club super talented has great matches but i don't never really saw him as like the star level so i always felt like bullet club needed something and maybe this is what the bullet club needs you know to kind of you know get them back to the levels of prominence that they had been the, the last couple of years where they were the coolest faction in pro wrestling uh, next email comes from Doctor Feelbad. Uh, is this you, mm-hmm. Will? Uh, yeah, probably. Is this like a evil and Sonata thing? Like Doctor Feelbad is like your, your <laughs> yeah, culture <laughs> ego. Doctor Feelbad uh. writes: Which wrestling talent, living or dead, would have the most entertaining podcast? So I'm guessing we have to throw out the ones who already have podcasts, like the Stone Colds and the. Uh, Jericho's and the JR's and things like that. Will, which wrestling talent, living or dead, would you think would have the most entertaining podcasts here in 2020? Uh, ooh, man, he put me on the spot on that one. Um, come back to me. Let me think about it. Uh, Jason, okay. you got one, or you want me to go? I've got a few. Uh, Bobby Heenan mm. is the first. He's on name my, he's on my list too. Yep. That was as soon as you said that I thought I was like Jesus. You know I could sit there and listen to Heenan all talk day. all day about you know wrestling podcasts. And, and you uh, know what I was, I was I, telling you I was watching that Nitro from '98 and and Heenan was was on the announce team for that, and I was just laughing my ass off at like everything he was saying. Just like every third comment he made, I was I just was laughing hysterically. He's his personality's amazing. He's he's worked everywhere. And done everything. He's been a manager. He's been a worker. He's been an announcer. Think about the stories Bob Heenan has. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anybody else pop in your head besides Bob? Uh, the Macho Man. Mm. Just because he would be in character the entire <laughs> fucking time. Because yeah. that's how serious he <laughs> took everything. Uh-huh. You know, it's 
club was backstage, huh? I said, Elizabeth, bring me a beer! And then Elizabeth, uh, you know, uh, Elizabeth, I don't really, uh, you know, like to let her mingle around uh, too much. Uh, so, But I let, uh, I let Liz uh, bring me a beer, and then uh, the Hulkster showed up. And you know, when the Macho Man and the Hulkster show up in the same room, there's going to be some fireworks. Uh-huh. Good job, Dan. Uh, so I was thinking uh, the the... Dr. Feelbad specifically asked for uh, which wrestling talent, living or dead. What about one who's both? What about The Undertaker? I was thinking about that, too. I mean, I think we really got to see a a different side of Mark Calloway with the the limited uh, miniseries that they did on uh, WWE Network. And I think that he has in the last couple of years becoming more open to breaking character and sharing some of his thoughts on the wrestling business and some of the stories. I think he would also be able to write an amazing book if and when mm-hmm. that, that ever came out. But The Undertaker is somebody for me who would, I think, especially if he had somebody like Conrad, you know, kind of guiding him through that. Uh, nobody like, like us, you know, none of those like uh, fourth tier uh, wrestling hoes. I think somebody good oh, like, like, like Conrad kind of leading him uh, through different different parts of his career, I think, would be amazing, and all the stories that he would have. Will, did you come up with anything, or are you just going to stand there like the cigar <sighs> store Indian? Are you just going to stand was... there like Brian Cage and do nothing? I mean, that's what he's really good at. Um, I mean, honestly, that's a very tough question. I, I would have said The Undertaker, too, but just because I like to hear, you know, obviously he's my favorite wrestler of all time. I mean, because you've already got like, Stone Cold already has one. Mm-hmm. Jericho already has one. Ric Flair had one at one point. Hey, Ric Flair uh, had several. Yeah. <laughs> he just yeah, had he yeah, too, much, yeah, too much ADHD. Uh, right. I got a couple more. Uh, the Rock would be amazing. We'll, we'll never see it because it wouldn't pay good enough for him, but The Rock yeah. would, would be amazing. I think Shawn Michaels would be amazing. Uh, Shawn Michaels, yep. Both of Shawn Michaels' books were very good. I think Shawn Michaels would have a ton of stories to tell. Uh, something that would make uh, Jason very happy, the Hulkster brother. The yeah, Hulkster, the Hulkster would have a great podcast. And if we're talking about people that have passed away, just for the train wreck of a shit show that it would be, the Warrior. I would want to see. I'd want to hear the Warrior, <laughs> right? Because this guy would be. He would be. Something from his podcast would be newsworthy every week. Some crazy thing that he would say about gay people or some some crazy thing that he would say about people's religion yeah, you think jim Cornette makes the oh news my alive? god yeah jesus christ yeah, this the warrior and then i'm gonna take all the gay people and we're gonna put them on an island whoa can't do that no you can't yeah. but jim helwig aka the warrior would be just for the shit show of it and just you know to watch the train wreck or just like people when they're on the highway and there's a car crash and they got to slow down and check it out. Right. Uh, he would get so many downloads just for that. Uh, so I, I, I think for me, um, and I don't think there's one person that really like sticks out for me. I would like to hear a combination of a couple people. Um, I think like a half Hogan, half Warrior like hybrid, like a Ooh. like a like a. Like split down the middle. It's like a like the Nazis like created Ooh. like the most racist wrestler they could make in a laboratory <laughs> or something like that. So Real they sewed like throat. half of their bodies together. With Jason, the brain of the Iron Sheik. Jason's not liking this. 
Um, <laughs> I, I'd like to hear a podcast with the Young Bucks. I think that would be pretty cool. You really want to uh, hear the Young Bucks talk that much? Uh, I think they could tell a lot of good stories, and they could get a lot of people on their show that would want to do a lot of talking. Uh, but then I would definitely like to hear a Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens podcast, because I could listen to those two talk all the time. Yeah. But I think they have a lot of stuff that they could talk about, because they've been together wrestling together for, like, what, 30 years? Yeah. I mean, just if you think about you know, the Ring of Honor stories and the indie stories and all the you know the things they, they probably have behind the scenes. I think Kev, yeah. Kevin Owens... Like, uh, particularly is is such a, a personable talker, and you hear him when he's you know doing like his Kevin Owens show. He just he doesn't seem like he's talking from a script. He just seems very off the cuff and natural. But we've right. got we've gotten to see a different side of Sami Zayn the last couple of years that he never really got a chance to show on the mic before. And you see that this guy's got a lot of personality too. And I can't you know can't help but think what kind of chemistry they would have on a podcast together, just like they have in the ring. Uh, final email comes from Age of Aquarius, and they write the Age of Aquarius, Age of Aquarius. Very good. Uh, writes, hi guys. Do you think WWE makes an enticing enough offer to Kyrie Sane to make her stick around, or do you think she'll return to Japan? So the news that we've been hearing lately, Jason's boy Dave Meltzer reported that she's gone. It's already done. Kyrie Sane's going back to Japan, and Dave Meltzer, as we know, is never wrong, Will. That's what I was told. Uh, That's Dave not Meltzer true. never. That's... Whoa. Hold on a second. That's not true. We all know whoa, that whoa. Uh, <laughs> Dave Meltzer never just creates news just to fill up his you know, quota for the week. It's uh, also not true. Whoa. That's not true. He's uh, He says that she's already gone. So I. I don't think I don't even know why we're talking about this. Well, obviously not, Dave. She was on Raw like a couple like last week. Yeah, but her contract's week. coming up. Well, we'll so uh, was, Jason said. So was he Slater, and he's gone. Well, oh. I forgot about that already. Okay, so <laughs> admit, <laughs> admit, of his career and stuff. Admit that you're wrong. Admit that Dave Meltzer is your god, and then we can move on. I will never. Okay. Uh, Jason, honestly, what do you think about, uh, there's been some, ever since that report from Meltzer came out, there have been talks that WWE maybe thinks more highly of Kyrie saying now than they did maybe six months ago, and that they might be willing to bump up the offer. Do you think that WWE will throw enough money at Kyrie saying to get her to stick around? I think she wants to go back home. I really do. You know, it just seems like, like she said she only wants to wrestle another year or two, mm-hmm. you know, is what. So if you're going to do that, you might as well do your last year or two where you're, you know, where you want to be. You know, is, is, her, is her husband in Japan, too? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I have yeah, no idea. I thought, I thought I heard something maybe in that Meltzer report that she wanted to be closer to her husband or something like that. Yeah, and I could see that. I, uh, but I think they'll have a Oscar saying SummerSlam blow off, and then we'll just never see her again, mm-hmm. which is fine, you know. Which is it is no, not fine. <laughs> I want to see her play her recorder yep. multiple times on yep. Raw. Yep. I want a whole segment yeah. dedicated to it. Yep. She's money, man. The, the WWE would be, you know what? You you got the money. If you have somebody that talented that obviously 
despite the language barrier, and I know she speaks, you know, limited English, but she connects with the fans. She connects with with not just the, the fans in the crowd, but the people watching on TV. She, she, there's a connection there. Why would you not, you know, you're, you you give a bunch of money to, you know, people like Gronk to come in and stupid shit oh. like that. You know, why not give it to somebody who not only is over, not only is an amazing in-ring technician, but is also super entertaining. You know, why would you not, you know, open up the, you know, loosen the purse strings a little bit, give her a little bit, you know, maybe give her 50% more than you were originally thinking she was worth, and get her to stick around for a couple of years. I just don't, I don't see, sometimes I don't understand the logic behind the way WWE spends their money. I just don't get it. Well, she also probably doesn't want to stick around because she doesn't want Nia Jax to end her career. Ooh. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 So like, I'm gonna get, gonna I need to get an ocean between me and Nia Jax. <laughs> right. Uh, just to make sure that I can uh, walk when I'm uh, 40. <laughs> well, that's it's, actually, it's sad, really. <laughs> Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, through all the trials and tribulations, we somehow uh, pieced together a uh, a uh, modest little uh, crappy show, just like we always do. You know, despite <laughs> despite the gods raining down uh, hellfire and brimstone on us, uh, we uh, and now it's clearing to, up. We now were, it's great outside. We were able to put together just as crappy of a show as we normally do. So credit. Uh, Will, you were definitely the MVP of this show, so I'm gonna. I wish I had the Kevin Durant, uh, you the real MVP, drop there. But uh, uh, Will had a big show today, Jason. Um, I'm gonna expect you to have to step up next week. I'll give you all I got, buddy. That's all I got. Well, I tell I tell that to uh, my wife every night, and she's not impressed with all I got. So no, she ain't having it. No, she, well, honestly, literally, literally and figuratively. She ain't she ain't having it. <laughs> Thanks to everybody. In all honesty, we look at the download numbers. Um, literally thousands of people listening to this shit show every week. So we thank everybody for downloading, listening, and subscribing. Whatever podcast platform you're using or whether you're listening on ProWrestling.com, we thank you. We thank ProWrestling.com for hosting uh, this nonsense that we do each week. Enjoy the weekend of wrestling. Jason said it is going to be a WrestleMania level weekend. Oof. Yeah, it is. Okay, hold on a second. Hot take. For Will Lewis, for Jason Calcibetta, I'm Dan Rhino. This is the Rhino Wrestling Review. Don't kick out of each other's finishers. See ya. Bye. On to the Y, into the O, on the block like a tortoise with a slow, on the block like a baker cause I'm picking up my dough, and when I'm in the booth like I'm cooking up a O.